the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, it's Tuesday. That means the power panel's here, except for R.D., who's over in Scotland. And uh, I don't know. I think he's over there uh, walking behind the president somewhere. He's over in I think he went. No, he went to Ireland and Scotland. That's where he said he was going. Believe it or not, they're different places than England. I know they are. (laughs) England doesn't believe that, but they believe that. The Scots sure do. (laughs) Are, are, Are they still kind of the same part of the island? Scotland, yes. Ireland, no. Ireland's yeah. actually a separate. Ireland's- Great Britain is the largest island in the British Isles. It contains England, Wales, and Scotland. Okay. And remember, it's only about the size of Michigan. They still cause a lot of England trouble. Does. I'm just saying, no, this is England. <laughs> England, you know, at one time they controlled one-third of the, the earth. World. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of the story of the Texan riding on a train with an Englishman, and he said, you know... Your whole country would fit in one little corner of Texas. And the Englishman said, yes, it would be rather an improvement, wouldn't it? <laughs> that's, uh, that's Carl Kimball, our, uh, our historian extraordinaire, along with Jan Morgan's in the middle here. And Paul Calvert is here. R.D. is on vacation. He won't be back for a couple of weeks. So Carl has uh, agreed to sit in for R.D. while he's gone. And in the studio with us today, she hasn't been here in a while, but she's back. Val Emmons is here. Hey, yeah, make sure you leave. I'm in sorry, and, and I apologize in advance. Okay, but we got we got her back, and uh, she came. She sent me a, a story, and then I'm I'm not making this up. I was having lunch at BJ's today. I and what did I have for lunch? Everybody always wants to know. I had cantaloupe, a double helping he of cantaloupe, good. and green beans mm. that's what i had today veggies and good un- for you unsweetened i see so that's what i had today dave okay. you didn't tell them about them cookies but i had. did get two chocolate chip cookies before i left <laughs> but that's better than eating a big piece of chocolate meringue pie oh they push it too don't they oh, they're yeah. like do you want some cake and yeah. i was like i want some but no, no. don't need to be eating it bottom line is it, it was i was over there and uh, i started talking to val and val brings up this thing about on the concealed carry licensing you got to fill out you know a bunch of paperwork for that and she says had you ever did you have this on your paperwork and she starts reading this thing to me i go that wasn't on my paperwork when did that go on the paperwork i was like i would never have signed that and not i kid you not jan not more than four minutes (laughs) after it popped on she talked me it popped up from you (laughs) all right and then i know you did a you did a. Uh, I've been uh, talking about this for a week now. Yeah, uh, and know. we put it on on our Facebook. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, so we're sharing that with everybody. I'm going to turn it over to you because okay. you are the you know resident scribe sure. when it comes to Second Amendment. So sure, what in the heck is going on? You know, uh, if you have a concealed handgun license in the state of Arkansas that you want to get renewed, or if you want a new license from Arkansas State Police, they have added some things uh, that you need to know. And I can tell you that after I've made people aware of this, I've had seven people already who 
actually walked in the doors of my range and planned to renew their license. And then once I showed them this and said, are you sure you want to sign off on this? Do you understand what you're giving up if you sign off on this? And those people have said, you know what? I think I'm just not going to renew my license. And here, here's what it is. Okay. Uh, this is the last page. And you have to sign this or they will not renew your license or give you a license. No, let me Here, stop you just to ask okay. you a question. Where right. does this come from? Is this the this feds? Is any, no, this is state. state okay, pol- this and is who, state, state police. And, who, and it's the state police came up with this? State police came up with this. And here's the interesting thing. So it's, it's bureaucratic it is a red huge tape. invasion of your privacy. It violates all kinds of rights, okay? But but the, the deal is they're not supposed to come up with new rules Without running it through the rules committee, that's what a legislator told me who's on the rules yeah, committee. Because I I'm, called I'm him and he said, "Jim, I don't know anything about this. He's going to check on it for me the early part of this week and get back and let me know if they just did this." Yeah, <laughs> isn't this HIPAA violation too? Well, no, it's not a violation, Val, because you're signing off, on, you're it. Signing uh, off on it. I just thought about that after I asked. So it's, my own question it in my head. Yeah. You gotta get on the. So, mic. so listen, yeah, listen to this, folks. Listen to what you have to sign and give them permission to access. Okay. Oh, and by the way. Right at the top of this sheet, it says, I understand that knowingly giving a false statement or submitting a false document will subject me to criminal prosecution. Okay, so you can't make a mistake on here. And even if you say, well, I, I didn't know, uh, you got to prove that you didn't know, which gets that sounds like real, really sounds like red flag law to me. But listen to what you have to release to them. I release any notice the word. Any, A-N-Y, any records or reports held by any physician, medical professional, medical facility, mental institution. Now, here's one. They even underlined this. State or federal agency. Any records being held right now by any state or federal agency, court or law enforcement agency, and authorize all entities to furnish detailed information from their records as it relates to my application. I agree to sign any additional releases as may be required by any entity to achieve this purpose. This release is continuing in force. Folks, did you hear that? This release is continuing in force and effect so long as I hold or attempt to hold an Arkansas concealed handgun license. Now, we're going to stop this. You understand that we we can stop this. (laughs) Good luck. No, we'll stop it. I hope so, because let me tell you something. It's a good thing my life's been so boring. (laughs) But but you know what? Here's the interesting thing. Continuing. So uh, people who are getting the medical marijuana prescription have actually made this statement to me before they saw this. Okay, Before they saw this, they've made this statement. Well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and get my license renewed before I get the medical marijuana Mm -hmm. prescription, because that way I won't be lying when I check off on here that I'm not currently you know, taking right, this marijuana. Right, right. But now but, but you're signing off and saying continuing. If anything on here changes that you've written and signed off on, for example, if you get a prescription for any kind of medic, you have to let them know. You have to let them know. Now, listen to this. This is on page. If you got any kind of treatment, you've got to let yeah, them know. Yeah, this is on page three. Okay. Are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, 
narcotic drug or any other controlled substance. Warning, state police write. Warning. <laughs> the use or possession of marijuana remains unlawful under federal law regardless of whether it has been legalized or de- decriminalized for medicinal or recreational purposes in the state where you reside. So it sounds to me like they're actually trying to help the federal government enforce federal law, which is really none of their business. No, this and, goes way beyond just the medical marijuana thing. When they say that they can access any well, state no, that's, or federal that's, that's records, the thing is that do you realize they can decide, I want to see Jan Morgan's tax returns. We're a you non-sanctuary I want to see state. her divorce decree, and I want to see the de- – oh, it says in her divorce papers that she had to have counseling. Well, let me let me access her count- – I want the detailed information. Now, what here's kind the- of counseling? Right. Yeah, well, right. not only no, that, Jan, but what, saying, if guy, go what if a guy goes and gets, tries to get his consent <laughs> carry, he goes to the doctor, and he's got a liberal doctor, and he he doesn't know it right because you don't talk politics with your doctor right unless you know them very well and yeah. then they decide well no i don't want this guy to have a gun now here's so the they're thing. gonna say you're mentally back crazy here's the other thing yeah. I, you know i know the folks that work in arkansas state police and most of those folks are, are really nice people okay but but they're human beings all well, right somebody's not and, nice and we've all because seen that's how taking away our rights we've that's not all nice. seen how Federal authorities, the FBI, used and abused the privilege of accessing people's private information. So, I mean, can you imagine the state police officers sitting around and talking about people's records? Hey, did you see so-and-so's gone to the doctor for this or that? Or, you know, and then that person goes home and tells somebody. The next thing you know, there is no – you have have given up complete – privacy well, it, it kind of smacks of what you see with some of the class three licensure for for various different um like full auto weapons where they basically make you give up your right to, to, to not be searched they can apparently they they claim they can come in your house and search oh they can which is dumb i have a friend they who's be a class three not it. only that they they monitor your cell phone for example a friend of mine that lives in little rock and he has a class three one of his buddies sent him a text message one day and said hey i'm gonna come over i've got the stuff let's blow stuff up and he was you know it's a text message We're blow stuff up okay but, well, Sounds like well, somebody next, I want to hang out with. Or right. my friend can even show up at my place. The feds were knocking on my door, what? wanting to. Okay, Whoa. we're gonna. We saw this text message. So, yeah, what if you were gonna blow up balloons. Miss Morgan, are you at home? <laughs> no, nobody's here. <laughs> well, we all know that who they target anyway. I'm just telling. They you. know who they're looking for. Carl, this sounds like, to be honest, Fireside Theater. Well, if anybody, reality. Thinks, if anybody thinks that they should have one tiny shred of privacy left, start by turning off your cell phone and getting off social media. True. If you hadn't done that, you may as well not complain about lack of privacy. No, I agree with that. No, but when you buy when you buy a gun, you are exercising your Second Amendment constitutional mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. to own a firearm. Mm-hmm. And you nowhere in the Constitution does it says that you have to give up your right to privacy for that. Right. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, and 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 I am. I've been asked. Um, some people were saying that that actually is not worded correctly for the requirements of HIPAA. That's what I was just reading. Mm-hmm. Someone was just telling me that. So we need to look into that because we need to look at the actual requirements for right. the wording. But at the end of the, end of the day, this was passed in February, mm-hmm. right? Which so I'm, I'm where, trying to, I'm waiting for that state representative to call me back. It was not passed. No, no, no. I mean, this, this was put on the website. How do you know in February? that? Have you this talked to anybody on the rules committee? No, as far as I know, that's never been. They're passed. supposed to run these things by the rules committee. That's all I know. And it, it, according to the legislator who's on the rules committee, so well, the state, the state police is a bureaucratic. Branch well, they can of, make their of, own rules the and they can offices. put whatever stipulations it's, it's a, they want is, on these the, licenses. It's part of the executive branch. But, but, and, and the state police is one of the 
most powerful anti-gun rights lobbying groups in the state of Arkansas right now. Yeah, well, you know what can stop this? Dave, if you would call the governor and just have him call, because the the colonel of Arkansas State Police is an appointed position. All he'd have to do is call the the colonel and say, uh, sir, excuse me, but, yeah, Bill Bryant, this is is not acceptable. I want you to scratch all this, and, and let's go back to the least invasive uh, you know measures that we could take, or you know, or I'm going to replace you. But if you, know, if you Jan, think that I this heard, is acceptable, then I was reading some things today on this actually, and that's why I sent it today because people were actually saying, "Well, I'm okay with a little gun that's control." That's amazing to me. I mean, I'm, I'm like, you're okay with a doctor mm-hmm. dictating that you're crazy and that you can't own a gun? Mm-hmm. Well, that's I'm glad insane. you brought that up, Val, because the biggest obstacle we have the biggest enemy to the second amendment that keeps us continuously adding more restrictions and more laws is not the democrats it's not mom's demand action it's republicans who are gun owners who don't understand the constitution and bill of rights and why rights are different from privileges and that you cannot regulate rights there are so many gun owners willing to give up to sacrifice liberty for the sake of security which means they deserve neither and are going to lose both that's right franklin says right I like that guy. He's oh, a pretty yeah. good but, guy. But in, yeah. so, in so many cases, though, we do that all over the place. We give up our liberties because government tells us to. We, we, we did that from the Patriot Act. For so many different things. You know, for crying out loud, you can't you can't cut hair with a li- without a license. Mm-hmm. Well, what, well, how do we get to the point where we still call ourselves a free country, but we, we can't do anything without having the threat of going to jail. That's in the state of Arkansas. It's, it's stupid. And now we're talking about on the federal level about how right. the FBI abused this power. See, when you when we had NSA and, and it, law enforcement had the power to access private information about people, you know, they were supposed to have a search warrant. You're supposed to have probable cause. Well, as we see, it's easy to abuse. And that's the same thing with this. This policy in this state makes it very easy for people in law enforcement to access information they should not be accessing on, you know, citizens, private information that they have no business knowing. Uh, and it's not going to make us safer. You know, people say, well, don't you want people who've had to have counseling that, that maybe they shouldn't, you know, be carrying a gun? Well, you know what? Name me one law that has stopped mass killers from killing not gun not. control law. Yeah, Thomas Eagleton wasn't really our problem, uh, was he? The Second Amendment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. the Second Amendment might be the only law that's that's stopped mass killers from killing people, right? Because it's, nobody with Moms Demand Action and the anti-gun radicals they never want to talk about when they say common sense gun control. We're all about safety. They say that's an absolute lie. Although there are, I think, some good women with good intentions who are members of that organization. The fact is, the the core value of that organization is about disarming America, and the and the problem there is they don't talk about how two and a half million times each year law-abiding citizens pull guns in self-defense and save lives and in most of those cases the triggers never pulled jan i'm sure you must have seen in the news just this week about another mass shooting in australia yes gee their confiscatory gun laws to have guns yeah their confiscatory gun laws didn't really help them much did they no a lot of people don't understand and they still don't understand that criminals don't obey gun laws (laughs) right only law-abiding citizens obey the laws right well, most demand action uses the phrase gun violence, yeah. gun violence, they, and like every other word, gun violence. Violence is violence. Mm-hmm. And people who don't commit it with guns are going to commit it with other weapons. But guns stop people from committing gun violence. All right. We've got to get a break in. Let's do that. I'm talking with a uh, 
state senator right now. Good. I'm trying to get some leads on who to talk to to get an answer what we're looking for. We need the members of the Rules Committee. So, Paul, uh, you're good at that. You dig those up. We'll find out on this. We'll be back in just a moment. Uh, the Dave Ellswick Show will continue. Power panels here. We're talking about concealed carry and changes to rules and how they get changed. We'll find out, hopefully, uh, before we get done today here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. So I gave a call to the Arkansas State Police. Mm-hmm. person that I talked to there has referred me to a higher up in the Arkansas State Police. Of course. And I've got his number, so I'll be mm-hmm. calling him during the next break. And we'll keep going until we get an answer. Well, good luck, because I'm an Arkansas State Police Concealed Handgun License Instructor, and I've actually written them emails and said, can you please answer this question? Can you please answer that? And I can't even get them to answer me. Dan, you so, know they don't want to answer you. Well, yeah, I, well, I don't know, you know why. That. I'm such an angel. Yeah. No, seriously. No, listen, okay, so Dan, so what, what, I was, what people have been asking me is – what are the reasons you would need to keep your concealed carry to sign off on this? Well, not that you need, okay? Let, let's take the word need out because uh, I'll tell you why some people are still getting it. But in Arkansas, just to clarify for those who haven't heard, we are a constitutional carry state. And we did get that clarified in this last session for people that, because there was so much you know, confusion out there, it has now been clarified not only in our legislative branch, but in our judicial branch at the highest level in the state of Arkansas. Constitutional carry means you can carry a gun on you or about your person with or without a license, open or concealed. You know, for the longest time, people thought, well, yeah, you can carry it open without a license, but if you're going to conceal it, you have to you have to have a license. That's because Arkansas State Police were putting that information out until uh, the legislature forced them to put in writing that, you know, that's not quite the case. So now it is all in writing. Everyone in this state, if you're a free person, you're free. Uh, to carry a gun under the state constitution, Article 2, Sections 5 and 29 of the state Arkansas State Constitution. Okay, so setting that aside, Val brought up, what about, so what's the point of getting a license if you don't have to have one in Arkansas? I can tell you why some people have one. I can tell you why I have one. It's because I travel a lot. Right. When I travel to right. states that's, that's that, what, yeah. Yeah, that don't have constitutional carry, uh, it makes it a little easier for me to not have to deal with any legal issues if I get in, get well, into a situation. Less risky. Less risky, yeah. You still yeah. have to avoid uh, well, Illinois and New York, though, right? And I'm a public figure on the 2A front, so I'm I'm a a prime target to make an example of, so I have to. Um, But then the other reason is it makes it a lot easier to buy guns. Uh, You know, when you go to buy a firearm, if you have that license, you can slap it down on the counter and pick out what you want and walk out the door. And any entity that makes you run a background check, even if you have a license, you don't need to be doing business with them. And you also need to to talk to that entity if they're wanting you to fill out your form 4473 on the computer. I'm one of the few FFLs that refuse to do that. And the reason I don't is because anytime you enter your information on a computer, it's out there. Mm-hmm. All right. I still use the forms and the, it's all on paper and it's in the notebook that stays at my facility so that those records aren't in some government database. Okay? Unless you go out of business. Yeah. Unless you go out of business. And, and then you know, they'll have them. Well, yeah. Unless something happens That's what I'm to saying. me, you know, like a fire or something. I don't know. But uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you never know how things can happen. But but now that I've said that, I'm really in trouble. Okay. Uh, yeah, don't tell <laughs> yeah, your just daughter. teasing. Don't be coming. Just teasing. Don't be like me. <laughs> I'm just trouble. kidding. Yeah, yeah, no. But we do have a national gun registry. 
Uh, we do. Did y'all know that? Yes. We do. Yeah. If you, if, if, and if, if an FFL goes out of business, they have to turn all of their paperwork over to ATF, and ATF enters all that into a national database. So yes, it's all they do. there. So, so stop right there. So I have a question. So, the, so they're, they're spying on us. 45 so seconds. You're saying that it makes it easier to buy a gun. Okay, so what yes. if the state of Arkansas turns down your application because they found something in your medical file? Well, if you fill out all this crap, they're going to find something because, okay. I mean, who, so what does anything that do and everything for can federal? be used against you. So what does that do for your federal buying a gun right because you know you understand that well yeah that you'd lose that if you're trying to buy with a license yeah Uh, because you've been turned down but once they have access to all your records if they decide hydrocodone you know they don't want you if you're taking hydrocodone well they're going to call your doctor and say how many of these pills is this person uh, prescribed to take a day oh they're taking six well that's too many to be carrying a gun that's what i mean by detailed information that they're now going to have access to we got to take a break we'll come back and what did the Democrats think about this? I'll let you know when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, R.D. is not here, but I can tell you very clearly that Sunny's Auto Salvage is your number one choice for recycled auto parts. That's right. This is the best way to go green. If your engine blows up like mine did, then all you got to do is give R.D. a call. They'll find you another uh, engine out of a well-maintained total loss vehicle just because a car has been in a wreck. Doesn't mean that suddenly the engine's no good, the transmission's no good, or whatever. Uh, all of this, uh, all that material still works. I've got one in my uh, my car now. I got an engine and a transmission. They've been working and purring just like a a, a nice uh, kitty cat out there doing what they're doing. You're still working. You're still. Mine's working still too? running too, Dave. Okay, good. So Sunnies can save you over fifty percent. With parts, the labor, everything. Where you might pay. Gosh, that's almost half. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that is a straight quote out of Fire Science Theater. I like that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Every part guaranteed comes with a standard warranty. They offer one, two, and three year warranties on all their parts. All you have to do is the same thing that I did call them. Uh, 982-7451. 982-7451. Why settle. <coughs> For a car payment again. Mm. You know? I'll never do it again. You know, just fix your car yep. and keep on going. 982-7451, and that's what Sonny's Auto Salvage. Okay, good stuff. Here, I wanted to play this for our uh, panel members. This is the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, who wants to be uh, president of the United States by getting the Democrats' uh, nomination How's he pronounce his last uh, name there, Russ? You're good at this. Budigig. Is it Budigig? Budigig. Booty something. Booty check, booty gig, whatever <laughs> the guy's name is. Here's the bottom line. Here's what he had to say about guns. <laughs> Oop, we're looking for him. I got cut 12. Sorry, do you know which cut it is? Cut 12. This is a very dangerous time for women's health in our country. Before Roe versus Wade, thousands of people died every year because they didn't have no, access to safe one. legal abortion. That's 13. Let's get into business now on the issues that matter to the news business, but to the real people out there who are here. Uh, the shootings in, uh, in Florida, in, in uh, Virginia, Virginia Beach this week, 20, 12, 12 dead, 12 dead. You've come out for a national licensing plan. How would that work? We have almost 400 million guns in this country. How do you license them? 
Well, that's the thing. I mean, if, if you have to have a license to have a car, it doesn't seem that unreasonable that for deadly weaponry, we would do the same. Uh, mm. Now, most Americans are fine with this. Most responsible gun owners, this shouldn't cause any problems Driving for a car them. Is not but, a right. uh, the issue is that when we lack that, just as we lack universal background checks in most states, we lack red flag laws to disarm domestic abusers or right. uh, help with other situations where somebody who poses a danger to others or to themselves uh, can far too easily get a weapon. Uh, it's making our country less safe. I'm fine with this being something that is harmonized at the federal level but managed at the state level, kind of how we do IDs that are suitable for flying federally but issued at the state level. The, the point is uh, it's got, though, to be uh, up to a certain standard nationally in order for it to work. Right. Well, the, the NRA, as you know, has been wildly against this since I was born, practically. They, were, they talk about gun registration as the enemy. They'll round them up next. Would it be by serial number? Number, would you? How would it work? Would you? Everybody who has a gun in their house call in the ATF and register? How would it work? Look, uh, I think the most important thing is what we do going forward. So retroactively is going to be answering. tough, right? I've got a couple antique rifles I brought back yeah. from Afghanistan. You couldn't fire them if you tried. I don't know how you go about registering those. What but about a regular guy who a person owns a shotgun? Should they register it? Well, well I think at the, at the point of sale, there should be. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, again, but they own them. I got to register my car. We own right? 400 million guns now. So let's at least get it right going. Forward forward so the future guns get registered yeah but at, not the ones minimum. that we have now look we can let's figure out a system have you changed on this use. because i What's thought that? you said a while ago that you believed in licensing of all guns Look, I think uh, we can start on a go-forward basis. Then we'll have a system we can actually use uh, right. to look at what we can do retroactively, too. But at a minimum, if we're not doing it at the point okay. of sale for purchase, How many like to forward, see that? We can begin. Like that crowd is not... <laughs> solidly behind you know gun confiscation because those people that are smuggling guns through mexico and where they build them and then send them to places like chicago under the black market they're going to register their guns well but here here's the key when's the last time seriously you heard any candidate say something like that Carl? It's ignorant. Carl That's why Adrian. they don't say it. Uh, that was pretty ignorant statement. <laughs> and and the crowd that was cheering so lustily are the same group of people that are going to cheer just as lustily for free college, forgiveness, alone debts. No, oh, by the way, a guaranteed annual income to people who are, mm-hmm. quote, unwilling to work. This is the kind of thing that they're pushing. And people who are naive, selfish, and foolish will cheer for it. But I just, Jan knows, I just want everybody knows, knows. Everybody here knows. Everybody it doesn't need, work. But everybody needs to know this is the way the Democratic <clears throat> Party is thinking right now. Which kind of makes it's you just, think. Kind of makes simple. you wonder who in the ASP's offices wrote this. We're going to try to find out. Right. I got it. They want my questions, but they want them in an email <laughs> form. They want them right. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so they can track it back to They're me. They're paper pushers, Dave. Whatever. It's very simple. They serve the public. They should be able to answer the questions. They wrote it. It's there. And they should be able to answer to it I, I, at any time that the public calls. Are you sure they serve the public? I, th- I think maybe they think of themselves more like masters. I think we should get a Freedom of Information Act and find out the process. Well, we probably which, will do yeah, that. I think that's the, I think that's on the horizon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The I would like day, to know the process to which this uh, got approved or but, put but, out but, and revised. So the thing is, though, that, that throughout history, I think you'll find that you have various different countries that had had large quantities of slaves. And one of the things they were afraid of is the slaves being armed mm-hmm. because they could actually then defend themselves against oppression. And so I think one of the things we, we sometimes kind of miss sometimes is that one of the most dangerous things about disarming the public is that 
it, it causes the public to be very vulnerable. It always to, leads to, to, to tyranny. Look at Venezuela. It always leads to you can, tyranny. You can it, run over people with they tanks. They took their guns, didn't they? But this is why, yeah, this is why I, I get angry at, at Republicans who ago. think that the Second Amendment is to be regulated or restricted. They, they don't understand the difference between rights and privileges, and they don't understand world neither, history. Neither, neither did the, gov- the, uh, the mayor of South Bend. He's talking about a driver's license. Dude, this, that's a privilege. It's not My a right. buying a gun right. is a right. Right. And there's a big difference between rights and privileges. Rights cannot be regulated or restricted. It's something you're born with. It's inalienable. A, a privilege, Protected on the other hand, God. is something an entity gives you. And an entity that can give you something can take it away. And here's the reason our founders made sure that it was specifically designated a right in the Second Amendment, not a privilege. The reason they wrote the word right is because the Second Amendment is not your gun permit, folks. It is a statement limiting the power of the government. That's right. It's exactly. not your it's, gun right privilege. It's a jurisdictional statement. It's a jurisdictional statement, statement to the government. All of the Bill of Rights are about limiting Supposedly, the power of the government. The Constitution is there, and the Bill of Rights specifically, to say to the government, <laughs> These are the things you're supposed to protect that the people will keep. That's so, right. So, so that's why it's the bill. But of throughout rights. history, right. it, this, if, if nothing no, else, I just ask people to look at world history. In the 20th century, over 170 million people have been annihilated by their own governments after being disarmed, and in every instance, the process was always the same. And we should learn from our history. This is what history has proven to us: that that the process to annihilation begins with gun registration, and then it leads to gun confiscation, and then it leads to mass annihilation violation by people who cannot handle tyranny and, and power and we already have we already have um the, the, the democrat party so many of them already we already know that they don't have a, a strong value for life they kill children in, indiscriminately before they're born they, they want to be able to kill them in some cases even after they're born so we yeah. know that these people have problems wanted with to abort my 13 year old with morality time. well and, and that's the thing is that on principle what's the difference when you're going to kill them, yeah, what's the difference? You're what's right. The that's the on, point. On principle, what is the difference? You know, I know that Dave knows this. The reason that James Madison originally wrote the Constitution without the Bill of Rights mm-hmm. was he was afraid that people would say, oh, gee, this right is not listed in the Bill of Rights, therefore you don't, I don't have, have it. it. Mm-hmm. And so he resisted doing it because he did not want to limit what our rights were. And then, of course, too many states were only willing to uh, ratify the Constitution if they put in the Bill of Rights and covered the most important ones, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, right to bear arms. So they're not meant to be. And, and the Tenth Amendment very specifically states that Stay out if of it's, it, it, you know. It, it, the, the Ninth and Tenth Amendments, their purpose is to be very specific that if a right is not included in the Bill of Rights, but it's not prohibited in the Constitution, got it. then it's left to the states and the people. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have a very expansive system of rights different from almost any other country in the world. It's if, precious. If only it was followed. All right. Let me jump yes. in here. Let, Amen. Me, let me jump in. And you won't find one Democrat presidential you, you just, candidate that will follow it at all. All right. You just heard from uh, the the uh, mayor of South Bend. Let's hear from the governor of Virginia Northam and what he's saying about gun restrictions. Cut number one. If we can save one life because we act it now, it is worth it. And so... By the power vested in me by Article 4, Section 6, and Article 5, Section 5 of the Constitution of Virginia, 
I will summon the members of the Senate and the House of Delegates to meet in special session for the purpose of passing common sense public safety laws. I will propose many of the same ideas that we have proposed before. Universal background checks, a ban on assault weapons to include suppressors and bump stocks, an extreme risk protective order, reinstating the one gun a month law, child access prevention, requiring people to report lost and stolen firearms, and expanding local authority to regulate firearms, including... All right, there you go. He's just going through the the litany there. This is in the state of Virginia. Now, they can do so, this so kind of stuff. Just, just to save, know that. Just to save one life. And... Okay, if we I'm can sorry. save one life, hey, if we hey, can hey, save one life, that's it. a terrible argument. And the fact is that you know we could save probably thirty thousand lives a year if we drop the speed limit to twenty five miles per hour. The fact is, life. do they really care about saving one life? Okay. What are they willing to What are they willing to sacrifice to do that? Are they willing to actually do things that would actually save lives? So no, look, because they're leaving out the, the the most important factor, which is over two and a half million times every year, law abiding citizens with guns use guns in self defense and save lives. So their argument is that you should rely on the police to protect you, yet just minutes ago the parkland sheriff's deputy was um charged with 11 charges um for not going in and confronting the gunman yeah but didn't they rule in florida after that situation that police do not they're not required to protect you that's not part of their job No, i'm saying that but that's but that's the only thing you have to rely on if you don't have a gun right Right. Yeah, that and God. Well, well yeah. I mean, was, I mean they, they can come draw chalk lines around you. I guess that's a, exactly. a consolation prize. <laughs> so they're saying that um, he faces child neglect. Really? Um, culpable negligence and perjury charges. Um, yeah. Interesting. They Interesting. just released that. His bail well, is uh, set. And- I, I think I think it's actually a decent argument. You know, I agree. Y- years ago, you know, if you were on post as a military man, and you're supposed to be standing watch, and you fell asleep on the job. It's you could your get the job. Death penalty. Mm-hmm. If you, know, you these, sign these, up to do it, you know what These people are being paid to defend. Taxpayer money. Yeah. The bottom line is we need conservatives and gun owners. We need gun owners in America to start standing up for the Second Amendment as a right, not a privilege. Because the gun owners in this country are the ones that are hurting us most in the Second Amendment battles. When the Democrats come after us, when Moms Demand Action comes after our gun rights, it's the gun owners who are saying, well, you know, what's wrong with having – you shouldn't mind people invading your privacy and looking at your medical records checker. and checking your background right, to, so, to, to, so to if, see if it's if, okay for you to keep in bear arms. Right, so if that principle is valid – I think they should have that if you want to drive a car. Well, if that principle is <laughs> – if, you, if you're going to have children. But I'm just saying – If you're going to have children. Yeah, see how they feel if they're the ones that are being – Put under this kind of stuff. Yeah, you should have to pass all these tests if you're going to have children. They they let you have kids, but by gosh, you can't have a gun. But you can have children if if you're addicted to all kinds of controlled substances, if if, if you're mentally ill. You shouldn't be able to vote if you're mentally ill. If the the principle is valid, then why not require a registration and all kinds of things for for people who want to have um, these assault printers or these assault weapons of mass instruction? How how we, you know, the fact that you have a Facebook page. Which assault weapon? you talking about you're talking about the ones that look scary or the the ones that actually those, assault you those, those printers those printers that print lots and lots of pamphlets that you can hand out to to, to engage in mass instruction yes and and so the fact is that are, are we are we willing to use that principle to say you know what 
you know, if you're going to buy a printer that can print more than three pages a minute, mm-hmm. you're going to have to get a license for that. We're going to have to register that <laughs> because, you know, you might be able to inform too many people. Right. Okay, so you're saying that we need to Gutenberg people. Uh. Is it, maybe. Uh, because the fact is, you know, we just can't trust people with the ability to pass out information in large quantities because they, they really might make. People are dumb. All right. Worse. We will talk further, and when we come back, <laughs> hey, when you, works, they, when you claim, just tell us how you really feel about okay. it. <laughs> when you claim your Social Security benefits, you can trigger an avalanche of taxes, double your Medicare premiums, forfeit thousands of dollars in spousal benefits, and ultimately your benefits could wind up being a fraction of what they were supposed to be. Learn how you can avoid this at an educational workshop maximizing Social Security with David Lucas, Tuesday, June the 11th. That's next Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken, is it? Seven days from today, right? And or Thursday, June the 13th. Both of those are at 6 p.m. Hosted by David Lucas. He's the host of David Lucas Show here on 1011 The Answer. 10 on uh, Saturday, 3 on Saturday. Tickets just $20. Come with a money-back guarantee to register. Call 501-653-6690. And you're going to learn these little-known strategies that can help you get more out of your benefits that's the Social Security Administration, would never even tell you. Call 501-653-6690 or register online at davidlucasfinancial.com. <laughs> Is it going up your leg? <laughs> All right. Anyway. Just like Chris Matthews and I didn't Obama. T- my hands are right here. My hands are right here. I didn't touch them. Hey, I'm over here by no, Paul. I, no I sexual harassment. Yeah, keep my hands on myself. Let me, let let me, me say something something here. We, we've been talking about, and Jan was very clear about something about history, and that is the the governments that have taken the guns from their people and then massacred their own people. And why doesn't Americans understand that this can happen? And here's the reason. They can understand if someone shows up at their door and they've got a swastika on them or they've got a hammer and sickle. But if they show with an American flag, they don't worry about it. I'm just telling you, it's as it's as it's as well being done by our own government mm-hmm. as any government and that's why our founding fathers wrote this stuff in the constitution because they knew it could be done by the very government they were starting up oh, because they just came from a government that was abusing them they, they were they were englishmen and they were fighting the most powerful army on the face of the earth at the time um in the known world they were fighting the british government and they were doing it to keep their rights as englishmen here is my key don't ever think just because our government says something's good <laughs> that it's necessarily good for you and just because people put the phrase common sense <laughs> oh i hate uh, that oh. It, yeah common sense gun control common sense that's, that's, that's that, almost that as big a red there. flag as comprehensive well, yeah, because yeah. The, the reason they put that on there is because if they didn't use those words you would say no way but they figure if they can make it if they can wrap it with carefully crafted language that people who are ignorant will fall for that you remember what mark twain used to say Common sense ain't very so common, common anymore. So we've, we've got we've got people who don't know how to fix, change a tire or fix a toilet. Oh my God! Telling or us, drive a stander. T- t- telling us about common sense. Okay, <laughs> I mean we, we've got people that can barely tie their own shoes. Telling us, well, we need common sense gun control. Okay, so which which end of the gun does a bullet actually come out of? I mean, how do you load this gun? Tell me something about common sense based upon your actual knowledge. Okay, let's talk about common sense. Here's the, the uh, mayor of South Bend. 
let's figure out a system to register every gun in america <laughs> that sounds like common sense to me yeah. that well, com- sounds like, like communism, communism to me uh, more like communist sense yeah communist sense that's good we should start stating that communist sense gun control i believe in common sense not communist the democrat party has been infiltrated by communists and taken over i'm just convinced of this i'm seriously the most conservative or moderate or whatever Whatever you want to say, the least left nominee of the Democratic Party will have less loyalty to the Constitution than Gus Hall or Eugene V. Debs did. Boy, how many people will remember Eugene Debs well, from I, Indiana? I, I, believe I don't that, remember. I believe that yeah. wasn't he the guy that James Clapper voted for, or, or was it Brennan that voted for Debs for president back? I this? have no I was, idea. Well, one of Obama's appointees voted yeah. for Eugene Debs. Eugene Debs. Holy cow! Just that's speaking a, of Obama, that's a, did you see that's him a name from the past. overseas yesterday? They showed a clip where he was talking about. It. He said, "Yeah, in America, we we're just the guns are out of control. We've got anybody, anytime, anywhere. Yeah, can just buy guns, and they can buy them online. They can just go online and order." He outright I lied wish. repeatedly. We should be able to. Well, we should, <laughs> but but he lied about what the situation is in America. Now, he just tell me, you're surprised lied about that, Consistently, uh, no. When, when, I'm not when was Barack but, Obama but, telling us the truth? But what I'm surprised is is that we are so dumbed down in this country said, that people believe If you believe want to keep crap. your doctor, you can keep your doctor. No, I, don't think, I don't think that was the time. <laughs> How about if you want to keep your insurance, you can keep your insurance. How about if Benghazi was just about some kook making him anti-Muslim? That's what it was. How about the title of Obamacare being the Affordable Care Act? Yeah. All right. We got to get a break in here, man. We can go on all day. We got to pause for the news. We'll be back after five minutes of bringing you up what's going around the world. All right. So Jan, you'll make yourself available later this week as soon as I get an answer. From the Arkansas State Police about where, where did this information that they've included yes. in here? Well, I everybody know on my social media from. pages wants to know, too. Yeah, I wanna, I'm going to find out. For Everybody knows when you want to know, you don't go to National Inquiry, you go to Dave mm-hmm. Ellsworth's right. show. You know, it's kind, of like, it's kind of like these agencies within the state that start thinking they're so powerful, they can just come up with their own rules, just like we talked about a few weeks ago. And I, I hope this is a good sign that's happening statewide. But we talked on here, Dave, about how there were some lodges in our state parks that had signs on the doors that said firearms prohibited or no loaded firearms. Well, that's in conflict with state law, which you can it says you can carry in state parks, okay? Well, just this last week, my husband and I went to Lake DeGray Lodge to eat lunch. We were riding on our motorcycles, and the, the sign that had been on the door for all this time that said firearms prohibited, it had been removed. And I'm giving you credit for that, Dave, this show. Thank you. Because you, you went all the way up to the governor's office with that complaint. You know, you can't have policies that are in conflict with state law. Nope. And no, we but, asked but, that question but to JR. Start, but it doesn't stop the local organizations from, from keeping their signs up. And, and for years, they've, you've, you've been Unless able you bring to, it to their attention, which uh, we did. Good. Because, I mean, even, even prior to the law change, the um, I think the local courthouse or, or revenue office um, there in Conway was um, would have a sign up that says, no handguns. Mm-hmm. And they, then they'd cite the statute. And the statute was 573-122. It doesn't say no handguns. It says no loaded firearms. Right. And so they were actually – 
putting up a, 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 a prohibition, which wasn't in accordance with the law. The, mm-hmm. the actual law was no loaded firearms. And so technically you could have carried a handgun in, in the building perfectly legally if you just Drop the magazine. Well, you want to get technical. Some of those pictures are of revolvers. So, in, you know, so I'm like, okay, so semi-automatics are okay. You just can't carry a revolver, right? And so, and the fact is that you know, in Arkansas, there's there's no law prohibiting you prohibiting you from carrying a long gun into a courtroom, so long as it's unloaded. Now, there's there's a there's a, I think the felony if you carry a um, a handgun into a courtroom. I may be, may be wrong about the felony. What part. good is an unloaded firearm? Well, you can load it. You can quick. hammer people over the head with it, right? You can load it pretty quick. You, you can load it pretty quick. But the, the thing is, though, that, that you know, he likes those quick change magazines. Well, in a in a in, in a um, in a mass shooter shooter situation, if I have a Glock with me, mm-hmm. I have a magazine in my pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm. Two or three seconds away from because a, you've had my class, you can you can slam that magazine right. and, and in and there so to I'm a tactical two or three rack. Seconds, in I'm two or three seconds away second. from a loaded firearm, right? To stop a bad guy who's murdering people, right? But if it's in my vehicle, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of other people are dead. And so even if it's unloaded, and you can carry ammo separately, you can still load the thing and make it useful mm-hmm. if people are being, being murdered, right? And so, so even so, the argument. But, well, but Moms I'm, Demand Action wants us to keep our guns secured in our cars. Jan, they're crazy. Though. They want it. They're crazy. Secured in our never home, tried, in our cars. Have. Right. Yeah. So, so that's what they call common sense gun control. Communist you, sense. Yeah, I know yeah, right. you've had conversations how, with them. They're how many nuts. times are you attacked outside of your? I mean, how many times are you attacked in your car? Right. People get attacked when they step out of their car. That's exactly. when you need your gun most. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love that. You can keep it in your car. Yeah, secure. Okay, run outside. Lock down. Lock down. There's, there's that. But at the end of the day, though, this is not the issue. The issue is the fact that I have a right to do it, and I shouldn't have to get permission from anybody. I should not have to to jump through all kinds of hoops and hide stuff. And, and well, just you because don't. The government you, unless you carry under to. the authority of the Arkansas Concealed Handgun License. Here's the thing, folks. If you carry under the Arkansas State Constitution. There are no regulations or restrictions. But if you carry under the authority of the Arkansas State Police Concealed Handgun License, there are 20-something pages of restrictions. And if you carry under the Enhanced License, you're looking at 25 pages of additional restrictions. So you're really much less likely to get in trouble with your gun if you're just carrying under the authority of the Arkansas State Constitution. And the other disadvantage to getting the permit is that you're giving money to the state police. The state police is one of the biggest anti-gun rights lobbying organizations in the state of Arkansas. We aren't all state police. You know, there are some good guys in state police but they but, but there the, are or, some the organization and the leadership at least yeah the, the, the fact is they should be arresting their chief but like i said during the break <laughs> colonel they colonel, colonel whatever they call the he's guy, a, he's the, a, the, the director he's an appointed person <laughs> right he should be he but, should be kicked but out you do and, know and probably, paul probably that some of the biggest ad, the, the biggest adversaries <clears throat> we had this last legislative session this last legislative session in arkansas on stand your ground on constitutional carry on any gun issue we brought forth the gun free zones the biggest adversaries were law enforcement people the sheriff's association uh Police Chiefs Association. I mean, people in law enforcement were the problem here. Right, and that's that, and that's, that's the frustrating thing. Is so many of them, from what I can tell, are coming down on taxpayer dollars and lobbying with our tax dollars. That will stop in two years, hopefully. No, it's, it's, it's not hope. It's, it's going to stop. It's frustrating. Well, Dan, you were why, telling why, us why, uh, why, are, why are tax dollars being used to lobby with? Why aren't these guys being arrested for stealing tax dollars? Well, why do they trade tax dollars for votes anywhere? I mean, this is what they do. I just want to know one thing. If it would save just one life to put all socialist politicians and Second Amendment violators in jail, wouldn't it be worth it? Yeah, I, I agree. Think so. That's a unanimous but, thank you for that. But, Dan, what, you, what we were talking about during the break well, earlier, what we didn't get to because I cut you off because I had a 
a brain fart. Um, so, so where are the other states that we can get a concealed carry okay, license so without people having out there to that just feel like they have to have a license Go because you want to travel to other you can get one online from Arizona as an Arkansas resident you just go online and apply for the Arizona license, the Florida, Utah, Virginia. Those it, it's interesting that Virginia, you know, they're being so strict because they're giving out gun licenses to everybody all over the country. They give driver's licenses out the same way. It's the number one place for illegal aliens to get driver's licenses. And you can be you can be we well, actually, you know, in the state of Arkansas, you don't even have to be a citizen to get a license. Not anymore. No. no driver's license. Which which is what's interesting to me. No, been, a license they, to carry. License, you do not no. have to be a U.S. citizen. As long as you are here legally, legally. you can get yeah. a license to carry, which, you know, I don't have a problem with that um, because people need to be able to defend it's themselves. It's a God-given right anyway. It, yeah, right. Yeah. So my point is you don't have to have that license. But so many people have this slave mentality and feel like, well, I have to have it. I just want it anyway just to make sure. And if I'm going to give money to somebody for that permission slip, I might as well give it to the state of Arkansas. I need something from the master. But i got to have something from the master. But just so I'm clear, anybody who wants a license, you can, as an Arkansas resident, go online and apply for one they in Arizona, Florida, yeah, and they will I give guess. you a license as an out-of-state resident. It's good in 30-something states, but you do have to have proof of training, and your training has to come from a certified instructor. So uh, I, I do that in my class. We give those out. But Again, so nobody, nobody should be required to go yeah, get can. a license for yes, a right, can. a so God-given sh- right. She just said something. So I can trade my. Um, you can, you can, you can. Yeah, this. The, in fact, the state of Arizona will give you a license if you already on, have one. Get on there. On the if mic. you already have a license from Arkansas, you can, without having to turn your Arkansas license in, they will issue you an Arizona license. Really? Yes, and it's pretty cheap. And then after that, if you wanted to revoke your Arkansas license, you could call state police, and you don't have to. Or just give let them it run out and not just, renew. Well, I wouldn't let it run out. And, well, then they'll be, it, it, and, you know, they'll be adding in some extra. Uh, verbiage in here saying st- uh, states outside of Arkansas cannot legally give right. it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I can see them doing it. Yeah. Well, well. I, I mean, that's, a good, that's, a good, that's good to know, Jan, because a, a lot of people is. are saying that they travel and they want to have their reciprocation. Just said which I do too. To I travel a lot. And that, I, uh, he hadn't heard about a lot of this. Let me go back and I won't say who it is. Mm-hmm. Just will tell you. Ask him if I he's said, in the Rules uh, Committee. I said, he, I don't think he is. Okay. Are you aware of the changes for concealed carry licenses? Yep. A uh, little bit. And I said, did you all okay this rule change? Sounds like a runaround for red flag. Mm-hmm. It does. I'm really not sure, they said. Uh, how are you? What? Who should I call? And that's how I got Cora Gentry's number. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, he doesn't know for sure. We've got to do a FOI. Yeah. So here's something else in the Arkansas license people need to know, all right? Uh, I mentioned it earlier, but if you are holding off on getting your medical marijuana prescription mm-hmm. because you think, well, I'm going to get my license to carry first, mm-hmm. and then I don't have to mention that I'm on medical marijuana. Oh, I don't have to cover not, that. Not when they now, can now access yeah, now, your medical record. Now they say that this is continuing. In other words, if you make any changes in any prescription drugs that you take, anything, that this is a continuing uh, permission slip for them to access your medical records. So you, you can't, and you can't uh, unknowingly, unknowingly, Say that you are a legal 
uh, recipient of marijuana because they're saying it is illegal. And, and regardless of what the state says. So it appears the state police, again, are, are helping to enforce federal law. They, they they should they should be defending us from federal law. Federal un- un- unconstitutional federal unconstitutional law. See, I started calling law. them right after the medical marijuana thing passed because as an instructor, I need to know what to tell people. Right. What are you all going to do about this medical marijuana thing? Are you just gonna are you gonna ignore this? Well, and, and uh, I said, are you uh, all going to ask for a <laughs> list of pe- of names of people who are yeah, currently on the medical? Right. Well, now this shows you they can access that's that how list. They can get it now. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, all they have to do. Send a letter out to whoever's selling it. And if you put on this sheet that you're not an boom. unlawful user, because in Arkansas it's not illegal, if, if you write on here that you're not an unlawful user, if you answer that question no, then they can charge you yeah, criminally. They can they get say, you twice. Yes. Yes, twice. criminal so, prosecution. So Felonies. Re- so if you read yeah. the Constitution and recognize, you know, it's illegal for them to actually have any laws against marijuana. Therefore, it's not it's not an illegal substance. So if you actually know how to read, then they still might charge you with a felony for, for false. And then document. you cannot own a firearm. Not only can you not what what ATF says is you cannot be in possession of a firearm or ammunition. Right. That's right. You can't even have ammunition. So you want to be able to open carry because they don't want about? you throwing bullets at them. <laughs> Bullets if you can't put them in a gun. So if you, I mean, you, if you, you, you hit somebody with a know. fifty cal, you're gonna hurt somebody. So, so on this so on this sheet, so on this application, if you just forget something, ten years ago you were on some Xanax or something because you're having a bad time in your life, and they go back and they look at your medical history and you left that off of there, they can charge you with a felony charge and then you cannot even open carry. Right. They're gonna charge you with a crime. And also, That's by the way, they're gonna deny absurd. your permit and on top of all of that. They're going to keep your 139 bucks. Oh, right, right. They're going to keep your money. Right. They don't care. But see, here's the thing. State police are not smart enough to realize that even though they're getting all this money from people that they're not giving permits to, eventually their money source is really going to run out because these people won't be renewing licenses that they never got. Then what are you going to do and, about your retirement? And yes. what you're worried about is I, I like the fact that people get training. Yes. I would rather see people get training. But people should get training because they know they need to right. because they want to, not right. because the government says you have no, to. No, no, and I agree with you, but but at least the Dave only thing about training. concealed carry is that they do get the training. And they do understand. I keep I keep inviting him to my no, class I, I and he won't come. Some, some, I'll come, Jim. Some, some of these You're guys train, yes, I don't, I don't think are actually very All effective. Right. I want to play something from Conan. I very seldom play Conan on this show. The Barbarian? <laughs> the Barbarian guy, not that, the not him. No, we're Red. talking about the guy that's on TNT, I think. Coco. He's mocking Coco. CNN's Democratic candidates uh, for their town hall. I want you to hear about this. This is cut number seven. Cut number seven. Here's Conan. Listen to this. How about you? I am trying really hard. <laughs> I am trying to follow the Democratic race for president. Yeah. I really am making an attempt. I think most of us are trying a little bit. Uh, yesterday, uh, CNN hosted town halls with Democratic presidential candidates Eric Swalwell, Tim Ryan, and Seth Moulton. Yes. All, all three candidates were asked the, uh, the same question. Who the hell are you? <laughs> Who are you? Good question, isn't it? Yeah. There was a point in the debate where they didn't know which one they were. That's awesome. Uh, I thought that was pretty good from Conan. Uh, Hickenlooper, former governor of Colorado, was talking about 
did you see him in California over the weekend? Mm-mm. When he started, he said Medicare for all wouldn't work, and oh yeah, he I was talking about it, and, and he got booed. Democrat, he literally he got, booed got booed almost booed as bad as the Democrats booed the mention of God at their convention in 2012. That's true. Here's mm-hmm. what he had to say about this dealing with socialism. Cut number ten. And John Hickenlooper, 2020 Democratic presidential candidate, former governor of Colorado, joins me now. Um, governor, was that was that what you were expected, or was that what you were seeking in that moment? <laughs> No, uh, we were aware that we might get some booze. Uh, certainly, I wasn't planning on it. Um, let me ask you this. It was interesting. So you, you talked about that, about socialism, and you talked about yourself, your sort of political bona fides, right, that you'd been elected in 2014, a tough year for Democrats in, in a purple state. When you talk about these issues, do you see this in sort of practical terms that the electorate isn't there with us, or in substantive terms, meaning that this, these are just bad ideas? No, no. I, what I'm, I'm running for president because I think this, this country is in a national crisis of division, and, and Trump is fueling it, and it's taking the country backwards. But socialism isn't the answer. What we did in Colorado, we got, we got nonprofits and business, we got Democrats and Republicans to get to almost universal health care coverage. We became the number one economy in the country, and we beat the NRA with some tough new gun laws. Right? As a, as a governor, but also as a small business person, I brought people together to get the big progressive things done that the people said couldn't be done. All right, that's what he says, all right? But when he went out and presented it to the left, which is a good 60% of the Democratic Party now, he got booed. Only 60? He got booed, all right, got booed. Carl Rove talked about Bernie Sanders. Here's what Carl Rove had to say about Bernie Sanders, just cut number nine. There is a debate among presidential candidates who have spoken to you here in this room and those who have chosen for whatever reason not to be in this room. We cannot go back to the old ways. We have got to go forward with a new and progressive agenda. It was everybody against Biden in San Francisco this weekend, Carl. Yeah, a couple of interesting things. First of all, I thought it was... Sanders was was missing a step here. I mean, everybody knew where Joe Biden was. He was at the human rights campaign dinner lauding LBGQT rights. And, and, and suddenly he's, he's not where he's supposed to be. I mean, uh, Bernie was taking a shot at the, at the marriage equality and gay rights flank of the Democratic Party. Uh, it, w- it would have been better if Biden hadn't been someplace that people could identify. Second of all, Bernie. We can't go back. Well, what is Bernie? Bernie is the epitome of let's return to the great ideals of socialism. The guy who honeymooned in the Soviet Union is telling us that we can only go forward. Are we going forward towards a five-year plan? Are we going forward to that great utopia of socialism, the Soviet Union? I mean, this guy is a lefty who is ignoring the lessons of history and wants to take us back to what socialism did and what socialism failed at. So it was an interesting lecture, but it's a sign of what coming. I was at a conference, the Milken Conference in Los Angeles a couple weeks ago. I took it as a warning sign. Nera Tanda, head of the, the Center for American Progress, sort of an establishment Democrat, big Hillary Clinton person, Jim Messina, co-chairman of the, of the mm-hmm. Hillary Super PAC, and I were on a panel, and they both said, well, if somebody goes after Biden, if any Democrat goes after another Democrat, there's going to be a price to be paid. And the message was clear. The establishment is not going to tolerate attacks on Joe Biden, but they're coming, and he's going to, it's well, going to be a test for him, time. particularly uh, between now and June, as to how he handles it. There you go. That's why I say 
that uh, Biden will not be the candidate. He's going to be brought so down you in got the a primary. Guy that, you got a guy that was born when Calvin Coolidge was president, <laughs> pushing a the chicken I, in every pot, pushing the ideals of, of a manuscript written in 1848, saying that we have to look to the future. Did he write it or did somebody else? Uh, Karl Marx, 1848. <laughs> All right, a break. We got more coming your way on the Dave Ellswick show. He will go further left. He will go further right. He'll do right. anything it takes if it gets We're back. the nomination. I had to make the run. <laughs> made it back. <laughs> but we've back been discussing Joe Biden in your absence. Oh, my so gosh. There's so not much to discuss. So you're saying his principles are not winning well, isn't everything. It's winning is, winning is the only thing? Yeah. I mean, Joe Biden used to be pro-life. Not he, anymore. He used to be uh, a pro-Second Amendment. Used to be for he, marriage he, was between a man he, and a woman. He used to be for marriage between a man and a woman. He used to be for uh, a, a lot of um, prison reform. He's now on the opposite side. He was he was for tough on crime legislation in Clinton's first term. Uh, all of these things are positions he's completely abandoned. So he used be- because the man has no principles. He has no soul. He's got no personality. He's just a cipher filled with desire for power, fame, and wealth. So you're saying he used to be more conservative than a lot of Republicans are today? Uh, yeah. <laughs> How hard would that be? Well, not very hard. My thing with Joe Biden is he's been in the. <laughs> you broke it. Val. I invite, I invite you I back do. to the studio, and you're breaking oh my, my gosh, microphone. I break everything. There you go, <laughs> Russ. You didn't have that tech down. Yeah, it's, it's your all fault, right. Russ. He fixed it. You're, you're, you're good. Go ahead. ahead. But no, my Make thing with point. Biden. My thing with Biden is he's been there for how long? How long has he been on the Hill? Since Nixon was president, and he hasn't done anything smart. Good. No, Original. He has not Nothing. said one intelligent thing no. since he's been in Washington. No. All right. We got to take a break. We got news coming your way. Let's find out real quickly what's happened in 60 minutes and then we'll return. Okay. So, all you flat earthers like myself, time to listen up. Joe Biden has his new climate change plan for us. Cut number two. Nothing gives me more hope for the future than seeing my five grandchildren challenge expectations. They see breakthroughs in technology we can't even yet imagine. But the only way they're going to get a chance to fill all that potential is if we take drastic action right now to address the climate disaster facing the nation and our world. More severe storms and droughts, rising sea levels, warming temperatures, shrinking snow cover and ice sheets. It's already happening. And science tells us that how we act or fail to act in the next 12 years will determine the very livability of our planet. Yet today, President Trump denies the evidence in front of his own eyes, hides climate science produced by his own administration, and actively works to roll back what progress we've already made. It's reckless, it's irresponsible, and it is unacceptable. So today, I'm announcing my plan for clean energy revolution. It outlines what we have to do to meet this challenge head on and how we're going to get there. We're going to invest $1.7 trillion in securing our future so that by 2050, the United States will be 100% clean energy economy with net zero emissions. By the end of my first term, we will have an enforcement mechanism in place to make sure we stay on track to get there. No, we're going to make record-breaking investments in research and development in zero-carbon technologies so that America is the engine of the world's clean energy economy. 
exporting cutting-edge equipment stamped Made in the USA to help other nations reduce emissions and mitigate and adapt. This initiative will create more than 10 million new good-paying jobs all across the clean economy in the United Shovel States of America. Red. It's an enormous opportunity. We'll hold polluters accountable for the damage they've caused, particularly in low-income communities and communities of color. Not only due to climate change, but the pollution they are pumping into the air that is breathed and the water that is drunk in those communities. You know, we're not going to forget the workers either. The workers who, through dangerous and backbreaking labor, powered our industrial rise, mined and built our arsenal of democracy, and fueled America's prosperity through the 20th century. They've earned our thanks, our respect, and our support. Finally, we have to bring the world along with us. Global action requires American leadership. But the United States only accounts for 15% of global carbon emissions. The rest of the world has to step up as well. So on day one, I will immediately rejoin the Paris Climate Accord. But that's not sufficient. We need to dramatically accelerate our worldwide effort to meet the intensity of the challenge we face. So I'll immediately get to work leading a diplomatic initiative to get every nation to go beyond their initial commitment, to push our progress further and faster. This is especially true for China, by far the world's largest emitter of carbon. We will not only hold their leaders accountable for reducing carbon output at home in their country, but make sure they stop financing billions of dollars of dirty fossil fuel projects all across Asia. And this will allow us to keep creating good paying jobs right here at home, even as we raise our own standards. America once again will be able to stand proudly on the world stage and challenge every other nation to follow our example and our leadership. For more than three decades, I've led in this issue. I wrote one of the first climate change bills ever introduced in the United States Senate. As vice president, I oversaw the single largest investment in clean energy in our nation's history, over $90 billion. I fought along with President Obama to double the efficiency of our cars, which would reduce our oil consumption by 12 billion barrels. And for a clean power plant that limited carbon emissions from both existing and new power plants. As president, I will lead America and the world, not only to confront the crisis in front of us, but to seize the opportunities it presents. I'll use every authority available to me to drive progress, and I will not accept half measures, because making these revolutionary changes is going to take an incredible commitment at all levels, but I am absolutely confident that's what the American people want to do, and we can meet this challenge, because this is what America does best, solve big problems with big ideas. That's who we are. That's who we've been. We're the United States of America, and there's not a single thing we cannot do. And the world badly needs us to do it. Yeah, All right. Back with you. Can you just love it? He Can should be fine for spewing garbage. I, I can't stand <laughs> the sound of his voice. I, I'd, like, I'd like to take a little whack at this. Go ahead. i got to tell you, there's not enough time between now and 5 o'clock for us to go into detail I'm right. on all You're the right. lies, the inconsistencies, and the total falsehoods that he perpetrated just in that one short little four-minute four How clip. much of four minutes and what there, uh, Russ? How, many, how much time did he have there? It was worse than propaganda. Four minutes and 50 seconds. Four minutes okay, and well, 50 seconds. Yeah. Russ, are you trying to talk up. like Biden? <laughs> call, call, it, call it five minutes worth of 
pure malarkey if you want to be kind. But we're talking about a guy that has been wrong on every major issue in United States politics since he first showed up at the end of 30 Nixon's, years ago. Well, Juan Burnett, 1972 was no, his first true. election. So he's been in Washington and part of the swamp since the end of Nixon's first term. He's been wrong on the Ayatollahs. He was wrong on uh, supply-side economics. He was wrong on Saddam Hussein. He was wrong on health care. He's been wrong on every single issue. He was wrong on touching women. Yeah, and smelling the hair and all that other stuff, too. <laughs> but that's just that's just a side note. I mean, just talking about what yeah, he's talking about here. He says that he's going to hold China responsible. Yeah. Give me a yeah. break. This is why China's holding off on negotiations. They'd love to see the Trumpster out of there and a pushover like Biden in there that they can walk all over. The first thing he said he was going to do was put us back in the Paris Climate Accord. The Paris Climate Accord essentially let India and China go off the hook. Got for Scott yep. free. Yes, it did. While it was for the purpose of punishing the United States, crushing the United States economic superiority, and giving a free pass to communist nations and dictatorships. That was the purpose of the Paris Climate Accord. That's what, thank God, Trump got us out of. Since the Paris Climate Accords were written 20 years ago, the United States is the only country that was involved in it that's actually putting out less pollution. The European countries that so badly want us to get back in the Paris Climate Accord are all polluting more now than they were then. We are polluting less, even though we are a greater engine of economic prosperity and manufacturing success. Success comes from capitalism. Success comes from freedom. We do not need more socialists. If it saved one American life to put a socialist (laughs) like Joe Biden out to pasture, I say let's vote that tired, worn hack who's never been right about anything out of here. Before before he before he puts in an enforcement mechanism to make yes. you yes he would like to he would like to use the force of government and as it's been said government is not your friend government is force mm-hmm. george washington said that yep he knows. government is force and he wants to use the force of the federal government to force you to go along with schemes that will not help the environment but will increase the power of government officials like the dang socialist joe biden over us freedom-loving americans i say Get the bum out of here. Can we take up collect- blood pressure? Can, can we take up a, can we take up donations <laughs> to, to maybe get him a, a ticket halfway to Africa or to, to England? or just, to half, just halfway, though. Now, feel free to share I'll that buy him a rowboat. with Carl Kimball <laughs> awesome. on awesome. with your Facebook You're friends. my brother just, from another that's, mother. That's Did you have that word that brother from another like mother. You know, promo. the things that, that Biden's talking about doing, too, all of the things that Obama did that ran industry out of this country, you know, regulated them to death. Those industries are just now coming back. And and I I hear from people who are benefiting from the jobs of those industries that are coming back because and, and they're only coming back it. because Hillary Clinton is not our president. That's, That's right. exactly and because Donald Trump is. That's why. But this guy, this was a black gentleman who had just taken my pistol class, and then he put his mother and dad in my class, and they are Hillary supporters. And he said, "Please don't talk about Trump in your pistol class because because <laughs> they'll they'll get mad." But anyway, he said, "You know, I was talking to a lot of my friends, a lot of my black friends, and I was saying, you know what." I didn't vote for Trump, but look at what's – things are better 
for African Americans since President Trump took over. There are more jobs. There are jobs out there, and you know, and, and there's more freedom for that. them. Mm-hmm. Yes. So and get all that going on. Well, what what do the Democrats think about what Joe Biden said? We got cut three. Here's CNN talking about it. <laughs> This proposal, and this comes as some in his party have criticized him, saying that his plan won't go far enough. But this morning, Biden is releasing that proposal, along with a video talking about climate change. And Biden says that the Green New Deal, which has become a litmus test for many Democrats, that that is a critical framework when it comes to combating uh, climate challenges in this country. But then he goes on to lay out some of the details of his own plan. So let's get into some of that right now. His plan aims to greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. He would also put direct legislation that would establish an enforcement mechanism to make sure that these goals, he wants to get that bill within his first year of office. Biden would also put enter the Paris Climate Agreement, which President Trump withdrew from on his first day in office. And how much is this all going to cost? The Biden campaign estimates it has a price tag of $1.7 trillion over 10 years. They say they will pay for that back some of the tax cuts that were implemented by the Trump administration. Now, this comes following a report that suggested Biden would take a middle ground approach when it comes to climate change to appeal to both Democrats and general electorate, potentially Trump voters as well. And I had the chance to ask Biden about some of that criticism, including criticism that he faced from New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. When we were here in New Hampshire three weeks ago, Biden insisted to me that he has never been middle of the road on the environment and that his plan would be bold enough. We'll be hearing from Biden later today here in New Hampshire, in Berlin, in Concord. We'll see if this plan satisfies some of this critic. There you go. That's what that's what they're saying. You know, if they implement this or you know they're talking about saving if their models are right and their models have never been right Mm -hmm. never been right but they're talking about saving this whole new climate business they're talking about saving a half a degree of warming over the next 50 years and they're talking about crashing the american economy in order to do it when if their projections were right as to how much the climate is going to increase between now and 2100 it's still not going to be as warm in 2100 as it was in 1000 ad and we didn't all die then so yeah. this this short Anytime you hear anybody say, and of course they always make it so it's past the next election, you got to do this, or we got 10 years or we're all going to die. Well, 10 years will give me time to get my two elections in, get rich and powerful, and make my pile, and then when all my predictions don't come true, I got away with it. Maybe it's because some of these scientists, just put on this junk science, maybe it's because some of these scientists are coming from the same universities that can't tell if they're boys or girls. We've got people that are confused as I'll get out. If someone is so messed up that they can't tell if they're a boy or a girl and or they're actually encouraging other people to be confused or an about animal it. you know or, or at the arkansas school of math and sciences in hot springs there are two students who's who's claim that they are cats wow okay. and, they meow. And, so, and so the thing is but we've got some of the same people i'm afraid from those universities and these are supposed to be smart people and they're saying this is real science i'm sorry maybe we need to put some locks on the outside of the doors <laughs> All right, a break. We'll come back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Ooh. All right, back with you. Final few moments here in the 3 o'clock hour. Uh, if you just joined us, 
Let me remind you that we put this up on our uh, website so you can re-listen to uh, these shows and even re-watch these shows. Uh, and uh, at about the 340 spot in the show, you'll want to go back and I want you to listen to what Carl Kimball was saying. But, no, Carl, I'm, I'm being honest here. That, that was a very great segment you did because you reminded everybody about who Joe Biden is. And remember, Joe Biden is also the guy who went along with the president in sending billions of dollars to the Iranians. Billions of cash directly to terrorists yeah. of taxpayer money and criticizes Trump for breaking that deal. Worst deal in American Ever. history. Yes. This is the Trumpster would say. And I get, Worst deal. Oh, and people are still saying, oh, well, that was the best deal ever. What? Uh, only John Kerry and Barack Obama and Joe Biden say that. And no, only, John, say that. only John Kerry would continue talking to the Iranians. The and trying a to traitor. Un- he's trying to undercut uh, the President of the United States and dealing with the Iranians. He's breaking the Logan Act. He, he was a traitor in the 1970s, and he's a traitor today. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people don't remember the 70s. I do, since yeah. I was in high school. I remember the Winter Soldier meetings and all the rest. Uh, and I remember that it was uh, Kerry who threw his medals away during or, that time. Or says that he did. Yeah, well, yeah, he says that he did. If he did, he should be castigated for that. He should be castigated for that as well. I mean, seriously. All right, so uh, do I have any other sound? For- I do. Can I play one little, one more sound bite? Oh, please do. you got to hear this. CNN's uh, Kumo was talking to Eric Holder. Listen to the question he asks Holder dealing about Bill Barr. Cut number eight. You think that the current attorney general has followed uh, that last uh, comment that you just made there, that political consideration should not be part of the administration of justice? Well, I got to tell you that I uh, expected a lot more from Bill Barr. I assured people when he was nominated that he was an institutionalist and that he would be a person who would follow um, the law, follow the norms that have governed the way in which attorneys general have always conducted themselves. And I have to say I've been sorely disappointed. I think that he has protected the president. I think he has mischaracterized uh, the Mueller report. He is not cooperating um, with with Congress in a way that he clearly should. Um, I said in a tweet that I don't think on the basis of his performance that he is fit to be uh, Attorney General of the United States. People hit you with the same stick, A.G., as you know. They say, well, Holder was Obama's wingman. And what about the Fast and the Furious? And he fought all those subpoenas, too. They just settled the case like two weeks ago um, for some for some of that uh, litigation. What did you do as A.G. to President Obama that you believe is better than what we're seeing now? Well, when it comes to Fast and Furious, the thing for which I was held in contempt, and I would say inappropriately held in contempt, uh, we turned over 7,000 documents. Uh, I testified 10 times before the Senate it's and not before enough. the House they wanted uh, more. talking about Come on, Fast dude. and Furious. And we made available Go by all the of the witnesses that, that Congress wanted to hear from from within the Justice Department. The only things that we held back were deliberative materials, materials that talked about mm-hmm. how we were going to respond to Congress, yeah. not with regard to the, uh, the substance. All those documents were ultimately released by uh, Attorney General Sessions, and guess what? 
there was nothing in there of any significance that we were, were holding back. We were fighting for a principle. The question of making sure that you would know uh, deliberations could occur within the aware. executive branch out of the sight of the legislative branch. But uh, the total way in which uh, Barr and other members of the Trump administration uh, have refused to turn over documents, refused to testify, uh, is inconsistent with the duties that they have as members of the cabinet. See, it's, says that, it's inconsistent now, but not when you did it. That's right. Set the, all that coming from the guy who should have been arrested and charged with treason for his role in Fast and Furious. Uh, among other things, a little history lesson. Before he was attorney general, this guy Holder was the assistant attorney general to Janet Reno, a woman who thought her job was protecting Clinton criminality for eight years. And he's the one who had armed men sent to Elian Gonzalez's home to rip him out of his family's arms and send him back to a communist dictatorship. He's the one who signed off on the Mark Rich pardon when Clinton pardoned a guy whose wife made enormous contributions to his terrible foundation, which essentially was a bag organization for accepting bribes on behalf of the Clinton political machine. When he was attorney general, Eric Holder was contemptuous of the Constitution. He was contemptuous of the Congress. He held himself to be above the law. He was one of the most despicable people in the worst administration in the history of the country. Killed and people now, in Waco, and, killed and, people in and, Idaho. Yeah he, yeah, he also sent people to Ruby Ridge, also sent people to Waco. Yes, thank you for adding that to the mix, too. This is not a good person. This is not a patriotic person. This is not a person with any respect for the Constitution of the United States. And on that note, he was the Attorney General and was responsible for those paramilitary Gestapo-style raids on conservative-owned businesses across this country. That was a documentary I did and called him out on that. So... Good for you. Yes. I tell you, a, a, a truly horrible justice. human being. And, yes, and he from is. whatever, I, and I'm not hugely familiar with Bill Barr, but from everything I've seen about him, he seems to be everything in an attorney general that here's Holder what, is oops, not. Here's I have to disagree with you. He, is, he has some serious problems on the Second Amendment. But here's, here's the Barr thing does. that uh, Holder didn't say because he said he misrepresented Mueller's report. Mueller said he didn't. Yeah, Mueller that's wrote just the report just he said he line. did not do that come on it's it's crazy stuff bottom line we cut through the crap here just reminding you if you this is what i love about having carl carl's a historian he's a a huge historian i I, I lived through it it's one thing to learn it to (laughs) read it it's another to retain it all yes that's impressive. I'm impressed. Well, I'm trying to impress. Why don't we start talking about the Indy 500 in the next hour? <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to love that. I'll get dizzy. You're going to love that. A rookie uh, won it this year, didn't it? Was it a rookie? No. No, uh, no it was a first time winner. Oh, no, just a first time winner. Okay. That's what I meant. I should have been more clear. All right. We'll be back. we got more coming your way. got news first. And uh, then let's see what, what I. False information from Planned Parenthood. What a surprise. That's coming up on the Dave Ellswick Show. Gives you some good news here. I know you need some after you've been listening to all this stuff that these Democrats have been saying. Uh, Stocks jumped uh, Tuesday after Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell indicated that policymakers are open to cutting interest rates if the nation's economic growth weakens as a result of ongoing trade wars. All three of the major U.S. averages jumped over 2%, with the Dow Jones Industrials rallying over 512 points. 
closing at the highs of the session, highest jump since the uh, beginning of January of this year. Now, there's some good news for everyone with a retirement plan. Yeah, you got there you that go. right. Like Absolutely. That. We need some. Okay, I, want, got you, I came across this, and I had to play it for you. I want you to hear, this is Planned Parenthood talking about what happens if Roe v. Wade goes away. This okay. is a very dangerous time for women's health in our country. Before Roe versus Wade, thousands of people died every year because they didn't have access to safe legal abortion. Estimates are fuzzy and vary dramatically for the number of deaths from abortion in the 1930s. But they all hover in the thousands. That number declined dramatically after the advent of antibiotics. It continued to drop in the years before Roe, as some states loosened abortion restrictions. But that includes deaths from legal and illegal procedures. By 1972, fewer than 100 women died from abortion. 39 of those were illegal. Presumably, women did die in the thousands from illegal abortion in the 1930s. But when ignores the substantial drop in mortality after the advent of antibiotics, less than 100 deaths would be more accurate. She earns four Pinocchios. There you go. All right. Just want everybody to hear that. You always hear that. We'll go back to the back alley abortions. We're going to go back to coat hangers. No, you're not. Thousands of women died. No, they didn't. Why didn't they? Because antibiotics were developed at the end of the day you know if you're going to kill your children should we make it safe i mean well back when you're talking about that women who are coming into the doctor and bleeding profusely you use whatever you need to use to save that person's no, I, life. But what about those that don't go to the doctor? That is my I, I, only I understand. concern. And that's the thing is that... that They're that, not going to go to the doctor anyway. That should we make that's what the I'm same? Is that, a, is that a, a valid argument in any way, shape, or form to say that, well, you know, we need to make it safe for people to kill their kids? No! It, just because we're going to outlaw killing children, it says, well, that's going to drive people to, to, to do things that are dangerous. Well, it might drive them to do things that are dangerous because they want to do things that are evil. Should we make it safe for people to do evil things? It's irresponsible. No. It's not evil. I mean, it's, yeah. they don't it's look evil. at it as it's evil. They, they don't, look. They, they, look they don't even look at it as being irresponsible. They look at it as that it's a right. Well, but here's the key. They're, this is the wrong. Stop. Here's the key. You're fighting amongst. Look, you're fighting each other when we should be working mm-hmm. ahead here. Here's the key. The key of this is Planned Parenthood has perpetuated this lie, mm-hmm. as the, the the pro-choice groups have perpetuated this lie, that thousands of women died before Roe v. Wade. It's BS. It was before antibiotics. That's why people were dying. I just want everybody to understand that. There is a real reason. Only... A few hundred people, and I'm going to guess maybe. that maybe a few people used a coat hanger somewhere along the line, and it, be, and, and it became, and it became a big thing. And how many, how many millions died who were in the womb? Yeah, absolutely. We, we don't, nobody wants to talk about Tens it. You know, millions. that's the problem with the Democrats, another problem with the Democrats and the, and the pro-choice group. They never want to talk about the baby in the womb. It's always about the woman, the woman, the woman. Never mind that there's another human being that's life is involved here. This Amen. Is safe. And, and they and they this say is, it needs to be safe and legal. Safe and, for who? And, and this is one of the reasons why the Democratic Party wants to flood this country with illegal aliens, because they need someone to keep their welfare system alive, because they've murdered off the people that should be paying Dave's and my Social Security. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, don't get have to a work. base. Get to work okay. out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just talking to, to uh, uh, oh, 
What's your name again? Val. Val. I was going to say something else. I was just talking to Val about this today, and that is, you know, for 50 years, because I started working and having money taken out of my paycheck at 13 years old. It's when I started working. I've been working for 50 years, putting into the God-forsaken you know, system, paying other people to be able to be retired and whatever, other people to have health care. Hate to say it this way. Now it's my turn. All right, just wait, goes. Well, I'm I'm prepared to sell off Yellowstone. Carl, am I correct? <laughs> yeah, I'd say pretty much. And you know, and we are down millions and millions of people who That's would right. be taxpaying American That's citizens right. because of all the abortions that we had, especially maybe in the fill, black community. Maybe they would and, fill and, some and of the jobs. And it never hurts, I don't think, to remind people that Planned Parenthood was started by an evil racist who hated black people yes, she did. and wanted to use abortion as a means of yes. controlling the black population. So this is your Democratic the Party. The blacks the, first. The, the Irish Demo- second. The Democratic Party were the ones who enslaved Negroes in the first place. The Democratic Party were the ones who fought a civil war in order to maintain the slavery. The Democratic Party are the ones who had maintained a system of Jim Crow laws for decades and decades. It was Democratic sheriffs and governors who hanged people and sick dogs on them and went after them, Turned stood on in doorways to keep hoses. them from being able to. And it's a Democrat Party that has been in charge of making sure that abortion was safe, legal, and extremely common. That is the Democratic <laughs> Party that has done everything they could first to enslave black people and then to kill as many of them as possible. And by the way, the ones of you who escaped the womb, be sure and vote for us because those evil Republicans hate you. Isn't, yeah. it, isn't it a hypocrisy that they're okay with killing babies, but they don't want you to <coughs> shoot an intruder in your house? No. I mean, isn't that, isn't that hypocrisy? To, that, to me, that's just insane. Maybe they prefer chalk lines. <laughs> Don't ask for intellectual consistency from the mentally unbalanced. And it's the Democrat Party who wants to keep people enslaved to the government by, by pushing entitlement mentality and pushing entitlements on people. Thank you. And, and yes, my brothers and sisters, black people are not the only ones that Democrats want to enslave. That's right. Everybody. They want to enslave everybody. Come on. They just want to be at the top when they enslave people that's the key that's the way socialism works the elites are at the top they're the ones that have everything and everybody else grovels for the crumbs because obviously we're not smart enough to actually rule our own lives because the, the it's nature, been that way for the, a long time the nature of democratic socialism is just bizarrely stupid it's they, they've they've come up with this idea <laughs> that that people are so stupid they can't be trusted to rule their own lives therefore let's let them vote and let you know them what's rule really crazy? I'm, I'm, let me just ask this of all of you. Isn't it crazy that people can't see that? That they're looking at you and going, you dumb idiots. You can't take care of yourself. Let us take care of it, it, there, Don't you see that? Sincere, you see that, don't you, Val? Yeah, and sometimes I look insult. at people and I'm just like, what's wrong with you? Why do you not understand but what they they're trying to the do? Same I way. know, I know. They it's like the same way. So I wonder, what is there's it in us divide. that... Yeah, there's I, this huge divide. Is it the way you are raised? They're saying is to it, me, I mean, all right, when it. I ask about Social Security, mm-hmm. and I go, don't you think people know that they have to save for the future? And you know what they'll tell me? 
No. What? No. So government's going to take care of me. Government's job. Yeah. Daddy government's going to take care of me. Yes, but now people people can draw on Social Security who never paid into it. Oh, yeah. And that's a that is a real problem. And they do starting at Social Security was unconstitutional. It should never. It was never supposed to be used as an identification number. Now you can't do anything without without it. That's exactly right. As an ID number. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, I'm old enough to have a social security card that says it can't be used for identification. Yeah, and I, I think mine says that. Carl, is your number one? I want to go and tell them I, I want to cash out. I want my social security <laughs> money now that I paid in. Just give it, give it all back. To it's my not now. We there. Should be able it's been to given to other people. Well, I want mine back. Yeah, it was luck. Why can't we do that though? <laughs> well, look, Liam and Dave were talking about this today this is at lunch. My money. And, Face it, Jan. It's well. He, he still program. has a job, but he has to pay Social Security, and then he gets it, too. So it's like, it's like yeah. stupid. It's the dumbest yeah, thing ever. What is, is that? Not is your number one, Dave? Is it 0000000001? Not for identification. That is number two. Not for identification. Yeah, There's, not to right. be used for identification. But yeah, that's, that's what they look ask Look, you can hardly read my social security. But yeah, try applying for a loan or uh-huh. anything without, without a social, social security, security number. number. That's what it says. Yeah. On the back, it says... Do not laminate this card. I've yet to figure out why they why? didn't want you to laminate it. But that's a, that's the first rule. Do you not know, laminate the state of Arkansas card. said the same thing about medical marijuana cards. Don't don't laminate this card. And and it's a really flimsy little card, and, and people were afraid to laminate it. But then we found out that one of the medical marijuana uh, dispensaries called the state and said, why are you not letting people laminate this? And they said, well, I don't know, because... It's a rule. It's a, well, yeah, it's a it dumb is, rule. A rule. So they fixed it. They they had changed that. So if you're one of those people out there with a card, just oh my you gosh, should know that. Here's, here's rule, progress. rule number three. Well, hold on okay. one second. Rule number three. I wish they would do this for illegals. Uh, improper use of this card and or number by the number holder or any other person, which would mean if somebody steals my identity using my mm-hmm. Social Security, is punishable by fine, imprisonment, or both. <laughs> Of course, they do nothing to Mm-mm. illegals. Nothing. Speaking of illegals, has anyone done a follow-up on the city of Little Rock and whether or not they're yes, still giving out those photo IDs? Yes, they are. They are still giving out the photo yes, IDs. Yes, they are. Okay, so we, we, we now have legislation passed that says they can't do that. That's a sanctuary city program. And their argument is it's not a sanctuary city program. So, That's what they so, say. So they somebody don't say has to file a complaint. City. Yeah, they don't say it's sanctuary city, but they're giving photo IDs to illegal aliens. Mm-hmm. These are not the droids So that these illegal for. aliens can access social welfare <laughs> programs. I'm going to say it like that guy who I don't know what congressman was. When you say al- when you say aliens, I think of this big green thing with a gun. I'm not you, politically correct. No, I just, what do you mean wipe the, the, the disc? You mean like with about, a rag or something? No, Democrats were fighting to allow illegal aliens to not put that in that bill that they could not um, possess a weapon or uh, firearms. I don't remember. It was last week. And then this, this Democratic senator was like, when you say illegal alien, I think of this big green monster i'm just sitting here going what are you talking about that's because the your politically correct thing is to refer to them as uh undocumented immigrants but calling an illegal alien an undocumented immigrant is like calling a drug dealer an unlicensed pharmacist if you are in america illegally you are an illegal alien i do too that's one of my things i know but I also like So, Dave, you need to get out of the city of Little sense. Rock. Stop communist them. Sense. Yeah, I'm going to use that. I like language that means that. what it says. Yes, yeah, exactly. I, agree, I agree with that. Okay, so, again, the mayor of uh, South Bend came out and talked about ICE. All right? 
ICE. You wonder why we got a problem on the border? Listen to the mayor of South Bend who wants to be president, what he thinks about ICE. There's three things I want to point to that are going to be important. The first, of course, is just do no harm, right? The first is to stop the bad policies. So when we talk about ICE, you know, whether it's in its current form or some other form, uh, when our immigration authorities are given an inhumane, and in my view, in many ways, illegal set of policies to carry out. There you go. Inhumane. They're an inhumane group, and they'll, what they do is illegal. I mean, that's just AOC all over the place. That's what that is, along with our two Muslim comrades that are in there, too. And he looks like such a nice young man, and he's so polite and well-spoken. Yeah, he and looks like and he's such a big commie sellout <laughs> that hates America and hates the Constitution. Yeah, he does. Lord help us from he that He really guy. does. Absolutely does. Unbelievable. So... Carl posed a really interesting question. We'll we'll start taking it up when we come back, and that is, as you see now, with the peop- the twenty five people who want to be the nominee for the Democratic it's 25 Party. Twenty five now. There's twenty five of them. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Don't forget about uh, De Blasio. You know he's in on it. Oh, is he still in? I thought he's back now. No, he's still in. Hmm. Here's the bottom line: Who do you think is going to be? the ones that the Democrats pick. We'll talk about that when we come back on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so I gave you three <laughs> seconds, <laughs> three minutes, to consider who you want to say. Who do you think is going to win the Democratic nomination for President of the United States? Start off with you, Val. I'm going to say Bernie Sanders. Okay, Bernie Sanders. Carl. Well, I I think they'll put in Biden solely because they'll think he's the only one that's really got the best chance to beat Trump. Okay. I agree. Biden is who I think they will put in. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm not sh- – I'm kind of torn on this, but, you know, I don't really think Biden, Biden has a chance. I'm, I kind of get the impression that maybe the Democrats are going to let some of their kooks um, – <laughs> Try, but once and you so, take so out about, the kooks, so, who do you have left? Well, well that's, that's the thing is. That, so, so I'm thinking that maybe the, 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 kook of the biggest. I'm thinking that maybe the 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 kind of the the string pullers in the Democrat Party might maybe want to kind of kick the kick the the young kids in the shins. There will be a sudden resurgence, and the nomination will go to Hillary. Well, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, she's still maybe, she's maybe, come maybe, in there. But, but 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 so Val may be onto something that with with, with Bernie Sanders. You mean we agree nominee. on something? Maybe so. And so, and so, the, the idea that, that Bernie Sanders might be the, the the winner of the nomination might actually be a, a reasonable choice because of the fact that I, I think it's possible that the, the the movers and shakers in the Democrat Party actually want to to show these young whippersnappers that you're stupid and you're going to get killed in this election, and we're going to use you, Bernie Sanders, to show the the young Democrats that you know this this hardcore socialism is just a little too much for the American people right now. No, and I also, they're bleeding hearts, though. They're bleeding hearts. Oh, the Democrats screwed over Bernie Sanders. Yeah, that, I had a revelation. Be, I think you know how Bernie just quietly walked away from the fact that the whole Democrat nomination. Oh, there's was a deal rigged, cut. You know totally it. Rigged. He quietly went away because I bet oh, they yes. promised him. I bet oh, they yes. made some prompt. Look, if you'll just let let this go. Next time, next we'll time. 
beat you, and then you can beat Trump because you're the only one statistically that can. I think that it's going to be Bernie Sanders as well. And with that said, I hope so. It's going to be it's going to be Reagan Mondale all over again. Excellent comparison, Dave. Very historically analogous. And who is Bernie's VP going to be? It will be a woman, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. That's a good possibility. I think it'll be Beto. No, Beto, no. Yeah, I, I knew it would be a girl. Beto is yesterday's anymore. news now. Yeah, he's not. He's not. You know, even the Democrat, Democrats are a lot of good, love with him. He's very well spoken. Though. It wouldn't no. surprise me if it wasn't the mayor of South Bend. But it is. Mm. Yeah. But no, what? Although, really? I don't know. Booty, what? I don't know if it would work because it's Booty two gang. white guys. Booty. Two white guys. You're kidding, Dave. A communist and a gay guy? Make that a 49 state <laughs> landslide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It would. It, uh, it, it may, or it could be Elizabeth Warren. Uh, I mean, she is kind of Native I, I, American. I can't stand her. I, I, I will. I will wear earplugs and not listen to the news for four years. If either of her or Biden. I give Elizabeth Warren a one in one thousand and twenty four chance of winning. Oh, really? Is that is I, that about still twice as much Indian blood as she has in her? That's, a, that's the same as her amount of potential Native American okay. blood. She's got a one in fa- one thousand and twenty four chance of getting the nomination. Okay. I think. Uh, no, it'll be Kamala. I can't. Yeah. Did you see the um, Kamala or Booty Gig? They gotta have, they gotta have a gimmick, and that would be the gimmick. Either yeah. well, the first gotta, gay vice president or politics the first in there. I don't know. I, woman I think that vice I think the African Americans are starting to realize though that they voted for Obama, they didn't get squat <laughs> out of it. So maybe the they still. I, I think that people are wising up, even on the left. To voting for someone that's like them, or you know, a woman, just because she's a woman, or people vote like that all the time. Identity oh, I, politics. Oh, no, 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 no. I like her, or I just right. like him. No, he I just seems no, no, like no. I me. mean, about so like cute. because she's a woman, he's, or because he's a black African American, or because he's gay. Well, how many women? Because Obama Hillary didn't Clinton. do anything for, for the black same community, reason. though. But this, you ask so many women who for any of our for Hillary. Why do you That's support a, Hillary Clinton? They can true. tell oh, yeah, you no, what she stood for. Woman, right. It's because she's a woman. <laughs> well, and that because is. her husband was Bill Clinton. Okay, you got thirty seconds. <laughs> That's 30 that's, seconds. That's well, who do you think? I, Sanders. Sanders. Okay. I think it's going to be Sanders, and I think that he he'll he's got to pick somebody that you identify by their identity. It'll be Kamala Harris for so, vice president because they got to do something about identity politics. That's just so. I, think, I don't you know. I just can't wait. Democrats. I just think immigration. Got a break for the news. All right. If you haven't been paying any attention at all, then you know that there's flooding going on. Yeah. All right. There's a little bit of water. It's not, not raining much. And who's this it's that, we got, again. that we got on More. with so us? We have some folks from the um, Beaver Fork Fire Department there okay. in Conway area, just kind of north of Conway. It's just a few miles from where I live, up in that mm-hmm. neck of the woods. And, you know, we've got quite a bit of water up in Faulkner County right now. The, there's a... Toad sucks underwater. Yeah, toad sucks. Um, the bridge there is closed. Pictures. And so you can't get across the Arkansas River. The little gas station on the other side of the Arkansas River, Arkansas River from what I understand, has probably got about two, three, four feet of water in it. Okay. And so, anyway... Um, who we got the on the phone? This is, this is guys from uh, the fire department? Yes. I think it's... Uh, who are we talking to? Hey, this is Amanda Jolly with Beaver Fork Fire Department. Hi, Amanda. How how are things where you're at? I understand people are getting tired of filling sandbags. Is that right? We have several volunteers that have come out, and in our fire department, we have filled over 70,000 sandbags so far. <laughs> 70,000, and you still got more to go. Is that correct? 
we have a lot more to go. Um, the water is, is still continuing to rise some, especially uh, if you live on Lake Conway. Um, their nose can still arise, and we're, we still definitely have a need for sandbags in our community. Now, uh, we're doing sandbags for all of Faulkner County. Yeah, I had heard that uh, the Arkansas River was supposed to crest today. Has it happened, or is it still rising? The, the last report we had was that it has crested. Uh, I'm Jeff Sanford. I'm the assistant chief here on the fire department. Okay. All right, so... What do you need? You want my listeners, you need them to come out there and fill sandbags. Is that what you're saying? Well, what we could use would be warm bodies. We could use some Gatorade uh, and some ice, to be 100% honest. Okay. three. You just know made three things that did really good, three PowerPoints here. One, they need warm bodies. If you can wield a shovel or hold a bag open, they can use you. Number two, they need Gatorade. Number three. They need ice, and sonic ice is the best. Yes. <laughs> Just saying, that's the same. <laughs> you agree I with agree me? I agree as well. I okay. Agree. All right, so where do they need to come and help you all out? Uh, our fire station is located at number four Beaver Fork Road. It's going to be on the corner of Highway 65 and Beaver Fork Road. Okay. So if somebody uses their little GPS device on their phone, it'll bring them right to you. Yes, sir. That number four will definitely get them right here in our parking lot. Okay. And that's about a mile mile north of Pickles Gap, right? Or is it half a mile yes. north? Yes, that's correct. I wouldn't make it past Pickles Gap. <laughs> that's my problem. I'd stop for some fudge or something. Just right. so you could bring some of that up here, too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so. come out. People can come out. I've, I've been up there um, filling sandbags. It's kind of fun. You can get to, get to hang out with other people and um, work hard. And um, it's kind of now, Paul. You're starting to sound like a Democrat. You're lying. <laughs> well, uh, it ain't it fun. It's work. Well, it, it, it is work. But the thing is, it though, is that, work. But it's it's a great way to help our community. Absolutely, it's a, it's a family event or to where you know we've got everything that kids can tie off the bags. <laughs> parents can fill them, um, and we're we're moving them into tracker buckets, and and we are loading them into people's trailers as fast as we wow. can fill them. That, now, that's the work. The work is picking up the bags and loading them up and yeah. just keep on going. So, so Sunday, we, I was out there helping Sunday, and, and I think, what do we have, about maybe 15,000 bags on the ground? It, it, that big wall, yes, there was probably 15,000 on the ground. And now there's basically none at all. Just right now, I was looking at it a while ago, and you remember how big that wall was then. Oh, yeah. Uh, this wall now is about three foot tall and about 20 foot long, so it's roughly about 1,500 bags. Yeah, because I, was, I stopped there about lunchtime today, and um, there, or a little after lunchtime, and there wasn't much at all uh, left. And so, uh, and there's, still there's still water to bag against, correct? Oh, absolutely. We have a list uh, full of residents that are waiting to be delivered to. Um, if people do not have a way to come pick up the sandbags, we are delivering them to their house. Oh, wow. So we have teams that have trailers that we're loading as as our elderly and disabled and, and people that just can't place their own sandbags are calling and asking for help. We've got a list going of, of residents that still need sandbags, that need help sandbagging. So that's why we're asking for a lot of volunteers to come help at our department because you may not see a lot of our guys out here actually bagging sand or or tying the bags off, and it's because we're out at the residence actually placing the bags. 
um, and, and getting them set up for the homeowners that can't do it themselves. Very good. Very good. You guys should be commended about what you're doing. Uh, this is not a government program, right? This is local program. You guys are saying you're going to help your neighbors, right? Absolutely. Uh, our fire department was founded in 1980, and our main slogan is neighbors helping neighbors. There you go. That's that's. that's I can get behind that. I can get this, behind this that. This is actually a volunteer fire department. Yeah. So for, we are. Yes. Uh, everything with us is 100% volunteer. So all of the operations we're doing for all of Faulkner County is all volunteer. All right. Is there a number people can call and talk to you? Uh, yes. Um, my fire department's cell phone number is area code 501-499-2622. Okay. So if you didn't get all of the information we just talked about, call that number, 501 499 2622 folks over there by conway need your help if you can offer some assistance call right now again 501-499-2622 and how late are y'all planning to to be there filling sandbags this evening oh we've been running operations from eight to eight uh eight in the morning to eight in the evening and right now we're scheduled to run through at least tomorrow and Mm -hmm. it could be extended just depending on how the river operates and you know rainfall of course you know this is arkansas you gotcha all right we appreciate your time thank you very much for talking to us and uh, keep up the good work hey no problem thank you all for your time sure thing thank you for having us yeah bye-bye all right so again that number 501-499-2622 you got a a boy scout troop you got uh you know a sunday school that could give a few hours Give them a call. Go out there and fill a few sandbags. Again, the address is number four, Beaver Fork Road, Mm -hmm. Conway, Arkansas. And just just go on out there. They'll put you to work. Number four, Beaver. Beaver Fork Road. Fork Road. It's about a half mile or so north. Pickles Gap. Pickles Gap there, right off 65. please continue past Pickles Gap when you get by it. I'm just telling you. I think it's the last... You know this the this the sad thing what? is I'm sitting here looking at the radar and we've got another 6 yep. days of rain 70% chance Sorry, Wednesday, wow. Thursday and Friday. Wow. Uh, and then Saturday, Sunday, and Monday 30% chance. I mean, you know, it's like when is this going to there's not a long enough break uh to, to yeah, so, clear out enough water. Well, so, so that's 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 part of the concern is that you know, they're not really expecting the Arkansas River to to rise a whole lot more right now. But with all the rain coming, there's nowhere for the water to go. Right. Usually, the, the Arkansas well, the River carries the water off. The ground is saturated. You look at Actually, another the danger is the trees falling over because the ground is so wet that the the roots are just you know they're just literally falling over. Except for in the flooded areas, it's it's actually not terribly wet where we are right now. But the but the the problem is, I think, is that when the Arkansas River is so full, we've got our um, like the Cadron Creek is probably um, as the crow flies, maybe two miles from my house. And um, Cody Lewis is, is advertising the show some, and Dave knows them. And I, as I drive to my house, I can see the water on his farm. Mm-hmm. Is, is that underwater right, right now? Part of it is. That's yes. not good. And so, and so that's that's where the when it rains at my house, that's where the water goes. It goes, it, it flows off of my hill and down onto his property and goes down to the Cadron Creek. But right now, the Cadron Creek is underwater. And it's full. It's full. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, you drive you drive across Highway sixty five right now, going toward Greenbrier. And the water's like maybe four feet from the road. Tom Barkley told me up by Greenbrier, that area up there between that. Uh, Booster and. Um, well, it's it's a 
on the if you're going north on the left side it looks like there's a lot of room for water mm-hmm. and on the right side they're raising trees or right. something it's all full of water it is it's right. almost so, so there's, the there's a billboard now. sign right out, out there right now it's usually probably about 20 or 25 feet off the water it's about mm-hmm. two feet off the water yeah. right now that's yeah, crazy really is crazy yeah, and there's a little business out there that's that's um out in the middle of that area kind of there's a little it's built up with dirt and it's probably got maybe a foot of water in it now here let me just say here's a a word about opening a business what you might not want to do right now is sell water <laughs> well, you know, if you're selling bottled water, maybe you bottled water. Just, with electric, you mean you couldn't sell refrigerators to Eskimos? I, I, can't, I can't sell ice cubes, Eskimos. I just can't do that. All right, don't forget about PI Roofing and Home Solutions. They're excited to announce that they've acquired Tommy's Gutter Cleaning Services. So now, with uh, the high quality. Uh, comprehensive roofing you get with PI Roofing and the home repair ex- expertise they have. Now you can get the highest quality gutter cleaning as well. All you got to do is go to their website. That's piroofing.com. Check it out. Find out how you get them to fix your roof or how to fix the, the leaks you've had in your roof or how to get your gutters cleaned. That's piroofing.com. All right, back. Final few moments with our power panel I've been remiss, I haven't told you, Val Emmons, who's back in town now, has moved back here to Central Arkansas. She'll be joining us from time to time. Carl Kimball is here. He's sitting in for the vacationing R.D. Hopper. We've got Jan Morgan, who is the First uh, Lady of the Second Amendment. And uh, last but not least, Paul Calvert. He's my Old Testament prophet. And I, I feel I, stimulated <laughs> already. I love having him on my I – mean, look, look at the camera. Doesn't he look like an Old Testament prophet? I, he needs a little he gray does. in his beard. But I, other I'm than starting that, to get a little. Are you getting some? Okay, well, yeah, keep good. it up. You know, once Bernie's elected, you know, you'll get a lot. Oh, of gray. he wanted me to mention something, <laughs> but not really. But I'm going to mention it anyway. He's looking for a female that he wants to date. Take a look at him. He's looking. I would like to be married. Can we auction him off? Now, you don't oh, hear can it. I have half the money? He you don't really hear that. <laughs> That's something you, you don't hear very often. You, you, I want to be married. Right. You, you need to come to the gun cave. The best place to meet a woman like you're trying to find is you, you, if she doesn't shoot or handle guns, you, you're not interested. Can you send them my way? Well, no, but I, I was thinking about having a singles <laughs> night. Now, now what precaution do you think she sends? That would be good. That would be awesome. A singles night at yes, the range? Yeah, that'd be cool. The range. <laughs> but I, I just don't want people Speed to be distracted. Gun range. You know, That's like, rich. Yeah. A 10-question narrative. You need to have a Second that. Amendment Tinder. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of speed, there's your There's what you do in your retirement, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> How big is your gun? <laughs> Okay. okay. This is, this is Somebody crazy. needs to get Paul well, off. Yeah, yeah. Dave, speaking uh, of speed, this is the first time I've had a chance to talk to you since Memorial Day. How about that big shootout in the last 10 laps between Simon Pagano and Alexander Ross? It was great. I, I, That's I, why you I, watched the race. Now, there have been a couple other exciting endings when Fittipaldi crashed on the last lap in 94 or when uh, Hildebrand crashed on the last lap in uh, 2010. I think it was, but but as far as for wheel to 
wheel, lap after lap, trading the lead for time after time. This was the best 500 since the 1991 shootout between Rick Mears and Michael Andretti. I was just I going to mention Rick Mears because I... He I, got his last victory in 91. I saw the great race that he was in when he thought he could surf the wall. Oh, I forget what year that was. Here's here's that, a little well, that was that was only about the year before or that was that was in the early 90s. That was part of why he decided to retire. That's exactly I mean right. after a while, you know, you you get to the point where you know you get old and say I'm too old to do this. How how but, long can I cheat death? But you know, let me give you a little interesting historical note. You know that Simon Paginot is the first French-born winner of the Indy 500 in 98 years. The last that I didn't know. The last French-born winner of the Indy 500 in 1921 was Gaston Chevrolet, who, along with his brother Louis, founded the Chevrolet Car Company. Wow. And if you'd ask Alexander Rossi, it was superior Chevrolet horsepower is the reason he couldn't take Simon Paginot on that last lap. There is a movie coming out that you will want to see. It's going to be released on November 15th. All right. And it's called Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, 60s American, American car designer Carol Shelby and driver Ken Miles battle corporate interference, the laws of physics, and their own personal demons to build a revolutionary race car for Ford and challenge Ferrari at the 24 Hours of Le Mans in 1966. You know, Should be a great movie. Ferrari was never the same after Ford humbled them because they were the kings of Le Mans up until then. Guess who plays Ken Miles? This is who? why you definitely got to go see Christian Bale. <laughs> should be a great movie. I look forward to it. That should be a great, great movie. And if you don't know what we're talking about, by the way, guess who plays Carol Shelby? Who? Matt Damon. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, a liberal is going to play one of the ultimate conservatives. <laughs> I mean, serious. Every time I hear Matt Damon, I think of. What is that? I, just, wa- I just watched him yesterday <laughs> in Elysium. No, did you? That was an interesting movie, was it? but it was kind of Elysium, yeah. where all the rich people Stupid lived up movie. on it was, it, But the philosophy behind it was kind of dumb. Yeah, you know, it had, it had, good, had some good outer space shots. You know, I was kind of like outer space yeah. action, but but it was a dumb movie. Yeah, <laughs> one of my, it was a Matt Damon movie. What yeah, you yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite. <laughs> one of my favorite actors is in this movie. All right, which is who? Ray McKinnon. Do you know Ray? Never heard of Ray. Him. Is from Arkansas. Really? Great guy. And Sounds familiar. He played Reverend Smith in Deadwood. Oh. You remember I didn't see that? Deadwood. The old yeah. guy. Yeah. That must have been before guy? my time. Yeah, he's what? really that, good. That didn't he, didn't he also play the old preacher no. in Hell on Wheels? That I don't know. I'd have to look it you up. Tell the Ray younger McKinnon people. We're is a great, going, great, great actor. Really good. Like him a lot. He was married to, I can't remember, the Arkansan lady that was in uh, i believe officer and a gentleman and uh now that movie i know she she died she died young she died a few years ago she didn't play one of the lead roles did she yeah she she was she was um the the main actress's friend the one that was married to uh, oh the one that she's from Mm -hmm. arkansas i did not know that yeah I can't think of her name. Was but, was from Arkansas, She's but I can see her face. Longer. I can tell you who it is. Hold on, I'm looking it up real quick. And the gentleman. So while he's doing that, Rossi, 
You're talking about the, the, Al, the Alexander Indy Rossi, the Alex, IndyCar driver. Is he any kin to Valentino Rossi, the uh, motorcycle? See, I know motorcycle racing. You know, Valentino Rossi was an Italian. Alexander's obviously of Italian descent. He's from Southern California. Lisa he went, Blunt. He went to uh, he went to Europe and ran in Formula One. But like most uh, guys that go into Formula One, he couldn't get on with uh, one of the three teams. Formula One a is really political. I, I watched is, a documentary much. on Netflix. It was a good documentary. Oh, it was good stuff. And, and, and you know, Formula series. One's a fascinating series to me because I, I love that kind of racing. But in Formula One, you got four guys on two teams that have got a 95% chance of being one of those four. Right. And the other 5%, it's almost surely going to be one of the two guys for the third team. And nobody else has really got a chance. In IndyCar racing, you you're got, talking about you, F1. Yeah, yeah, in IndyCar racing, you've got 10 guys with yeah. a chance of winning any given race. So you got guys that, that never got out of the back few rows in Formula One that come over here and have great success. Simone Pagano was one. Alexander Rossi was one. Uh, Erickson came real close Fittipaldi. to getting his first. Uh, well, Fittipaldi was a two-time world champion. Yeah. His career was over in Europe long before he came over here. What, what kind of brain drugs, drugs a, do you take? Man, <laughs> I want him. He was like, I want a great guy. I met him twice. He still is. Yeah. He still is. He finally had to give up extreme sports, though. Yeah, I would hate to be his wife. You could never right. win an argument because oh, he I can't get an award edgewise with her. I just say yes to Okay, so Lisa 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 Blunt was uh, McKinnon's wife. Yes. She passed away in 2010 from a blood disorder. She was born in Fayetteville on July 1st, 1957. Oh, wow. Hmm. So you, now you know. Okay. A sad loss. A great yeah. talent. Yeah, she was very talented. So anyway, with all that said, Ray McKinnon is in Ford versus Ferrari. And they did humble Ferrari. <clears throat> they did. It didn't, they didn't do it on the first try, but yeah. they did it. Yeah. And they, they changed the rules in order to stop them. They changed the rules. They they had gotten up to the point where they got up to seven liter engines mm-hmm. in the back of those Ford GT40s. Uh, in order to make sure they had plenty of horses. And, that, and that's how Ferrari dominated. Ferrari didn't dominate in the day because of their good cars. They dominated because of their powerful engines. Mm-hmm. And Ford came up with engines so big and powerful <laughs> that they that they couldn't compete with yeah. them. And so then they changed the rules where Shelby came to make in. it a three-liter. They changed the rules to yeah. make it a three-liter maximum wow. uh, about, back around 1970, I think. It's the guy who plays 70. the Punisher on mm-hmm. television? Pardon me, on television is playing Lee Iacocca in the movie. <laughs> yeah, Lee that. Iacocca was a, was one of the wheels at Ford He's back He's still then. one of the gr- great stories Great American stars. Another Italian-American makes good. And ask Dodge about that. He yeah. saved their He butts. saved them indeed, with a little help from the taxpayer. Yeah, yeah, uh, sad to say. But <laughs> he, was, he was before, uh, you know, government-made cars. Yeah, GMC. Yeah, what can I tell you about that? We all know what happened there. Jan, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. And uh, as soon as I have some answers, I will forward them to you. Please do. And then we didn't get back to talking about this. If you haven't, you know, looked at what's going on with the concealed carry and the paperwork, watch the first hour of the show from Mm -hmm. today. It's amazing. You need to hear about it. Amazing. Val, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for being on. It's nice to have you back. Carl, I'll see you next Tuesday, well, brother. Well, Dave, I appreciate being asked. It's always fun to talk with you, and it's a great honor to be on a panel with the great Paul Calvert, with Jan, and with Val. I appreciate all you guys. Okay. We're going to find Paul a woman. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. 
It's going to be. This is the on. This is going to be the ongoing story now. There are some jobs a man just some jobs a man just has to do for himself. Bible guys are next. All right, back with you. Bible guys are here. If you got a question, Bible guys at salemlr.com. Bible guys at salemlr.com. Got a lot of questions today. Got some good ones, and uh, I'm I'm always amazed at uh, the different subjects that we touch on. Absolutely, from week to week. I mean, some people are out there thinking. Mm-hmm. That's good, and, and and that's a good thing. All right, so let's see. All right, let me see. All right, I'm going to read this one. I don't know if this is a this this is guys. This just came in. All right, okay. so we just started. LGBT Pride Month a few days ago. Friend recently came out at, as transgender, believing himself inside to be a girl. He's been in therapy for a while and is diagnosed with gender dysphoria for believing his body is wrong gender. How do you appropriately handle this biblically? Would it be a sin? Is it a mental disorder? If it is a mental illness, how does that change what our reaction should be? If it is, it's less choice and more disorder. What does that mean? Does it make a difference? Is there a difference in mental illness actions and choice? It's got me confused because I do love this friend. I've known him for years, noted our entire lives, his tendencies toward feminine things and interests, even playing with makeup with me at a young age. But this is clearly not the biblical model for adult life. I don't know how I should act around him in this state with this matter. This is a great question because yeah, yeah. more and more people are going to be dealing with this. Yep. Yeah. So I'll turn it over to you. I don't want nothing to get into this one. <laughs> <laughs> and I definitely don't want to call it stupid. <laughs> right, I'm just saying. <laughs> um. <laughs> Thanks, well, Dave. <laughs> I just threw Billy under the bus. <laughs> First, um, uh, it needs to be handled with love. Yes. Um, back in the day, um, we used to handle all sin uh, from a yelling pulpit and condemnatory mm-hmm. um stance and that's not there's one thing uh, one of the many things that we need to take is the example that jesus gave us was he did not judge those who were the sinners he did not condemn them he the only people he condemned are the people that that were the self-righteous ones those are the ones that he went after but when he was eating with the drunkards and the tax collectors and the sinners he's trying to show them through love so first this needs to be handled with love and it is in my opinion, um, there's a lot of ways to approach one homosexuality or two this kind of uh, gender dysphoria, if you will. I believe the majority of the stuff is a um, is is mental and spiritual, yeah, um, and a lack and a lack of discipline of the flesh. But you you have to know the background in, in some cases. Because sometimes people are just rebellious and they want to experiment with sexual things or drunkenness, drugs. That's just out of rebellion, not because of weakness, uh, not because of an addictive personality. It's just because they want to be rebellious. But then there are some people who are – that we have to take into account. And I I don't want to say – that this I'm not going to say the guy's name because I haven't verified. But there was a study that I read a long time ago that showed that – Something like 90% of the cases where a person is um, male or female, homosexual, that they can trace it to 
some sort of action yeah. in their past. Abuse as a either, child. Either one, a sec- they were sexually abused, and because your first sexual experience tends to have such a formative um, role in your mind, then, right. then that tends to draw you back to that. Um, or uh, one that I do use as an example all the time, and this is what part of the psychology of that was, was someone like Rosie O'Donnell. So Rosie O'Donnell's mother died at a very young age. And she lost the connection uh, with a woman, right? The love of a mother. Yeah. And she recently came out and told the, the world that she was sexually abused by her father when she was 14. So what was cemented in her mind at a very young age is the loss of affection of, of her mother and hatred towards men and right. a man who was a religious man. So she has now got this. And that's why I say that could be psycho- um, it's psychological. Um and so we have to find out in the manner in which we approach and that other 10 percent that that i say we need to have an, a dialogue about is what's going on with these people that may be somebody like that that is since birth have always yeah, been yeah. interested in dolls or makeup and those kind of things and we can have a and i'd lean more towards a very spiritual nature in those kind of things but one of the things that we cannot deny is that you cannot twist the scriptures. You cannot misinterpret how what God said with regards to homosexuality. It cannot be misinterpreted. It is as clear as thou shalt not kill. Right, right. Um, so it, it, is, it does need to be handled very cautiously and with love. Okay, so let me just say that what I'm going to play from you from the view today is wrong, okay? I'm, I'm going to play this. This is cut number five, is what it is, Russ, from The View today, and I want you to hear this. Get mad at them, spend a little time with them, and help them understand, because a lot has happened in the gay community very quickly, and so people have to catch up, and you have to understand that as well. But just never put your head down. Always be proud of who you are. God does not make mistakes. Exactly. <laughs> Except in this case. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because yeah. I, I was I was reading, you know, I was on Twitter this weekend and I read this tweet by Bishop Tobin, who is a uh. Catholic bishop. And he comes out and he says that he wants to remind all Catholics not to support or engage in any pride uh, and participate yes. in any pride uh, parades or anything uh, supporting the LGBTQ community because it's against Christian values and that it's harmful to children. And I And I tweeted out that my Catholic children will be attending pride events as this Catholic will and you know my faith always taught me what would Jesus do yes. and I know Jesus would be attending that pride parade with pride, and I also, with pride. and I also know that um, God is love and Jesus is love yeah. and, and love is love and and for a Catholic bishop to come out and say something like that, given the history of pedophilia in the Catholic Church, given what the Catholic Church has hidden about the abuse of children, some would say that being at a pride parade would be much safer for a child than it has been to be in a Catholic Church for many years. Practicing Catholic, as a practicing, as a practicing Catholic. Catholic that has been challenged by the scandals yes. 
in the Catholic Church. And Whoopi and I have talked about it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I almost left the Catholic about, Church yeah, because yeah. of what yeah. I, well, there, was a, there was another tweet that got a reaction out of me. That one did, too. All right. This is what people are being fed mm-hmm. today. Love is love. Blah, 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 blah. And Jesus would go to a gay pride parade. I turn it over to you guys. Um, absolutely not. I mean, he might. He might go down there to tell them to repent. Correct. Um, but he's not going to go and revel in that sin. Um, it's simply not going to happen. One of the one of the statements. Actually, I dealt with this specific issue over the weekend at the prison. And one of the statements that she made uh, is one of the statements that I find so offensive about this whole movement, uh, where she said that this is not harmful to children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's right. I read an article, and it was part of my prophecy update this past weekend. Um, where there was an article called They Be, uh, rather than using the word baby, it was a T-H-E-Y, They Be. Um, and the, the, under, the, the sub- title for that was can children from birth be raised genderless um and the as they go through the and here's a couple that's trying to do that and as they go through this this was a a baby that was born biologically male they were going to attempt to raise that child with no gender identity and they are considering castration at the age of six months so that this child will never be burdened with gender do not tell me this is not harmful that's child abuse. to a child. Yeah, period. That's abuse. Um, th- this whole movement, and, and I have to be really careful because I can get really wound up really fast mm-hmm. here. We have to love the individual. There's no doubt about it. But that love calls for them to come out of that sin. Period. Plain and simple. It's sin. Um, it, it is just like any other sin out there. Uh, I don't condone any sin whatsoever, so I'm certainly not going to condone this sin. Uh, do I love the sinner? Absolutely. I want to see them make it to heaven just like everybody else. However, um, part of why I know we are so close to the to the good Lord returning is that evil has become good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's it's okay to, to not only be sinful, but to flaunt it and to tell anyone that would call it sin that they're the evil ones. Wait, there are so, yeah, wow, there's so many things that just makes me. I just want, I kept that for you. Steve. Thank you, I appreciate. It. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. <laughs> My blood pressure just I, went I'm up. I'm trying to do what I said a little bit ago, and trying to handle it in mm. love. But when you deal with, you know. I, I've been saying this more and more as I've been getting a little older. I actually, my heart breaks for their ignorance. It yeah. really does um, because they have believed a lie. Um, because if a person can be born with an attraction to the same sex or if they, as they said it in a blasphemous tone, that God doesn't make mistakes and God made them that way, then we have a serious, serious problem here with the scriptures because God said very clearly, as I said, is Undeniable In Leviticus chapter 18, a man shall not lie with a man as he does with a woman. It is an abomination. And if you want to go to the New Testament, it says that – I thought I had it pulled up. It's right here. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuality, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covenants, drunkards, or revilers, or anyone else like this of the like will inherit the kingdom of God. They have taken the love of the Messiah and turned it uh, into 
lasciviousness, I guess, yep. is the best License way to say License to do whatever they want. Right. And that's and if a person can be born with an inclination to be attracted to the same sex, and she brought it up, could I always ask the question, could a person be born attracted to children? If your attraction in sexuality can be birthed, then yeah. should we let the bestiality people don't judge them because they're born attracted to animals or children? Where does it end? Do we then evolve into go, well, they were born with a propensity to commit murder, to yeah. steal, to set things on fire. When does it end? I don't understand how people cannot see the fallacy of that argument yeah. just right. because you just pointed out so clearly. Yep. Yep. I, I always respond to – I was born that way. I always respond to that by looking the person directly in the eye and going, so was I. Because that will shock them and make them listen to the next words that come out of my mouth, which is, we are all born sinful. That's right. We're all born Every one of us was born with some propensity to some specific sin. Generally, it follows family lines. All of us are given to some sort of sin, and the call by Christ was to overcome that. That's right. Not revel in it. We were never called to revel in our sin. He did not say to the woman caught in adultery, hey – in a few days, I'm going to die for your sins, so go back to doing whatever you want. Right. He right. said, go and sin no more. Yep. And, and we don't identify it anymore. People got upset with me because I said it was stupid. But the bottom line is that I just I'm, – I don't know what else to say. I'm, I'm okay, this her, heretical view yeah. of, uh, you know, this super grace right. supposedly right. that's out there that – the one thing Paul said in Romans, that, okay, so we've been forgiven by our sin because of grace. Well, should we go out and sin even more so right. there'll be more grace? Yeah. God forbid. He yeah. Said. God forbid that we would even do think such a thing, in fact, is the way it was applied. And I, I just, for people who think that I was wrong in saying that about, quote, a fellow Christian, yeah. I question they're Christianity. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is, there's a difference between wearing the tag Christianity. We've, we talk a lot about this. There's a difference between wearing the tag Christianity and being an authentic follower of Christ. Um, up until recently, and, and unfortunately the numbers have changed pretty dramatically, up until recently, as much as 82% of this country – from coast to coast, self-identified as Christian. Mm-hmm. Now, the latest polls, and I think those are 2017, the latest uh, poll where they did, that, that number has dropped to low 60s, 62, yeah, pretty, something yeah, like that, 61. Um, but still, the vast majority of Americans identify as Christian. Yeah. So let's look around this country and go, do we see the values of the Bible on display? We have a majority we have a majority of people who say they believe in the values of the Bible. Does this country and its law system equal what the Bible says it should be? The answer is absolutely not, which means there are lots of people out there wearing the tag and not living the life. Mm-hmm. And I will say this. If it's wrong for me to say somebody is not thinking through their their theology, right? and I, and I use a, a term that somebody finds offensive about that, here's my answer to that. Paul used a lot of offensive mm-hmm. terms to people who are heretics. I'm just yep. telling you, it's it's heresy to say that you get to heaven other than the way the Bible says you get to heaven. Right, right. Yeah, Those are false prophets, folks. We should be speaking out about it. Yep. And that's why for the last three weeks, it's still in my craw about it. <laughs> yeah. 
It really, and it's it's so difficult. And th- this is the balancing act to finding someone who is legitimately dealing with something. It's like somebody who's trying to overcome pornography, drug addiction, alcoholism, and there are some people who are wrestling with these sexual things that they're trying to with homosexuality, trying to transgenders. Mm-hmm. They're trying to overcome it. And someone who says, "I'm fighting this, but I know it's not," and that's a different approach yes. than somebody who stands up. There are other ministers, unlike this bishop, who said, hey, don't support this stuff, and rightfully so, but he should also have opened his mouth with the sin that was within his church. Right. That They gave the platform for people to speak against him because they didn't call it out. And that's, that's, that's the other great sin. There was no judgment in the house of God when this stuff was happening to children. All right. Time to take a break. We'll be back. I got a lot more questions. If you have a question, again, BibleGuys at SalemLR. Uh, dot com. Don't forget about Dwayne Smith. He's an insurance agent. He's got his own agency, Dwayne Smith's Insurance Agency. He's got a lot of professionals that work with him. Uh, they deal with all state insurance. And here's what they want you to know. If you'll give them a call, 501-501, I can say it, 501-819-0373. Give them a call. Set up an appointment to sit down with what you have as far as your insurance goes, let them look at your insurance, home, life, car, motorcycle, RV, boat, whatever, and they'll take your insurance, look at what all state can do for you, see if they can't save you money. It won't take you long, and these guys will really give you some help. 501-819-0373. Don't forget, they're also located at 3920 East Keel Avenue in Sherwood. All right. Got a question for you. I'm going to give it to you. You probably can't really get into it. You have to come back and clarify it. Here it is. I've heard all of you talk about the millennial kingdom and that there will be those that are disobedient. Who will be a part of the millennial kingdom? Is this only for those at the end times, i.e. the rapture, or will everyone living and dead that is a believer in Christ be there? If we are believers, how will there be some who are disobedient? Now, we're one minute away from the news. Um, You want to just wait, and then we'll take it up, and you can tell them how to get in touch with uh, the school? Uh, Sure. That sounds great. so if you're interested in learning things from a Hebraic Roots perspective, let me highly encourage you to go to the AmericanInstitute.org. Um, this is the school that Pastor Scott and I graduated from, and he and I have since um, taken it over, and we have other teachers. And um, this school is not like a typical um, theological school where you learn from a denominational perspective. Uh, we teach you the people believed what the historical context maybe anything linguistically or geographically and you can make your own theology up um, but it will give you the tools you need to help understand the bible better all right where do they go americaninstitute.org there you go news is next all right back with you here on the dave ellswick show my question that we got from one of our listeners i've heard all of you talk about the millennial kingdom and that there will be those that are disobedient. Mm-hmm. So who will be a part of the millennial kingdom? That's the very first question you got to answer. Mm-hmm. Is this only for those at the end times, i.e. the rapture, or will everyone living and dead that is a believer in Christ be there? 
If we are believers, how will there be some who are disobedient? Right. That's good a great question. question. It is a very good question. Uh, this is also, I don't, uh, you also need to know that I don't die on the hill of future things. Yeah. Uh, yep. Because we, they were not so clear that even uh, when, when Yeshua Jesus showed up, they had to be interpreted. Even as he was walking around and he was trying to say, hey, guys, look at what's happening. Look at yeah. what's happening. They could not say emphatically exactly what he was going to do when he came. Yeah. But even though the scripture said it. One of his most controversial messages is, is when he reads Isaiah and then sits down and says, in your presence today, right. this and they has got come mad. to fruition. And they got ticked about it. Right. So, ran him out of town. So, one of the a little bit of the idea that we get about the millennial reign comes from Zechariah 14. And it talks about um, the wars that are going to take place in Israel over Jerusalem uh, in the end. And it says, of those nations that came against Jerusalem that they will go up from year to year to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. And um, and if you don't go up to celebrate, it says that God will not send rain to your land. So you obviously have a choice in that time whether or not you're going to go to Jerusalem. Now, who's going to be there? Um, I think first, not, first and foremost, all believers uh, in Jesus from the resurrection till the end uh, will be in it and those who are alive that's all part of the resurrection that, that, that Paul spoke about in several places I also believe that those who were be- the believers in the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob pre-Jesus um, though those will be the people that will live during that reign as to um, why do we still have the choice to be disobedient we will always have that choice and this is where we have to be somewhat speculative can I just jump in sure why would we not perhaps be disobedient? Wasn't Lucifer? Correct. Yeah. Wasn't what? Adam, who was the original yeah. perfect body. Eve? Yep. I mean, think about it. Yep. And it's, again, until we get there, we won't know. I, I also lump into those who will be in the resurrect time, and this is purely just this. I'm just giving <clears throat> you my interpretation, because there's this thing in the book of Revelation that says after the enemy is bound for a thousand years, he's going to be released for a short period of time for another temptation. Right. And my view is this, that over that thousand years, everybody will have a chance to hear clearly, emphatically, undeniably from the mouth of the Messiah himself. And and there will be no doubt. We will have all doctrine right. We will have all theology right. And I believe we will be tempted one last time. Yeah. And I believe those who made it into that is part of that temptation as well. Yeah, and and you've 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 alluded to a fact, but not stated it. So let me do that. the The Book of Revelation tells us about several instances of of people dying in mass. But when you do all the math on that, what you find is that only about two thirds of the Earth's population is going to be wiped out during those wars. What that leaves is one third of the Earth, believers and non believers, who go into the millennial reign. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to have a whole bunch of people who end up in the millennial reign who are not followers of Christ when they enter. And they're still going to be having kids. So it's a thousand years of births and deaths and yep. et cetera, et cetera. Those people who are not in their translated bodies because they were not believers in Christ, they did not raise from the dead. Um, those who have raised from the dead and have been translated will be there, but so will this huge mass of other people, perhaps as much. What's the Earth's population? 7.3 right now? Yeah. So, yeah. So we're talking about 2.1, well, 2.6 billion people wandering around, 2.3 billion people wandering around. Should make around. all the so, population bomb people happy. Yeah. yeah. So lots and lots of people will be there who are not believers. Um, and I think by and large, that's the people we're talking about. People who... 
I'm going to be happy that my king is sitting on his throne yep. Yep. and I get to go into his throne room. But there are going to be a whole bunch of people who are uh, who are in what they were are going to consider occupied territories. You know, this, <laughs> right. this foreign king showed up and is ruling over my life. Well, yes. Uh, now, it was all his to begin with, but yes. Um, and they're not going to be happy about it. They're going to bend the knee because they have to, but they're never going to be happy about it. And you, know, you take a thousand years worth of generations, and then you let Satan loose, whom none of those people have ever experienced, and they're going to mm-hmm. go right, right back to doing what mankind has always done. Yeah. Okay. That's rough. I just need to uh, clarify something. I had the lady who asked me to, uh, the question about transgenderism and whatever, and I played that cut from the view. I don't believe anything they just said in that cut. I right. understand. That was played to show you what the world has been saying right. for quite some time now. And the church has not been combating that very well. In fact, a lot of churches have opened their doors to yep. that belief system and have lost their witness because of yep. it. Yep. That, yep. That's what. I, don't think that I was with them. I was against them. Yeah. But I wanted you to hear somebody saying, you know, homosexuals are made that way and blah, 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 and all the rest. Okay, you ready for some more questions? Yes, Absolutely. Oh, okay, so let's go to another one. All right. I've got a family member that believes that the earth is flat, despite evidence to the contrary. Family member bases his belief on scripture such as First Chronicles 16.30, 1 Samuel 2.8, and Isaiah 11.12, and debunked experiments such as the Bedford Level Experiment. As we have come to argue about this topic, I said that at times the Bible speaks allegorically. This family member believes that the Bible should always be taken literally. This disagreement leads to my questions. And he's got four. We're not going to deal with all of them. One, does the Bible support a flat earth? No. Next. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Two, how should we differentiate between when the Bible is literal and when the Bible is allegorical? Well, since that's something that Steve teaches, I'll let you fire away on that. <laughs> well, that? you really got to get into the language uh, and, again, context, because there's a way that you can see when the words in the, and it all shifts. Uh, obviously, when we read Proverbs and Psalms, that's very easy. But then there are these times uh, where we see things that they start speaking. Well, let me give you the one example. Remember, the we, we talked about this past, a woman touches the hem of the garment and With the issue of blood. With the issue of blood. Okay. Because of the language that said in the book of Malachi that when the son of righteousness comes, he'll have healing in his wings. And that word for wings is the same word that's used for the hem of the garment. But in Malachi, it says son, S-U-N. Okay, so we really don't need much in the idea that we go, well, do I need to interpret that? Is that talking about a person? Well, it uses the word for the son, but it also says him. So we know that there's a play there, and we should, with relative ease, be able to look into some of those. Well, that happens a lot without the scriptures where there's a shift and they're playing on the words. Um, But it's kind of difficult. Um, I'm saying it's not that difficult to see that shift. Right. In in the original language. Yep. Um, Okay. Hebrew being the way it is, being a a root word language, there's lots of that sort of play in the original language um, that we just don't see when we translate it to English. All right. Do you believe that at times when science confirms natural phenomena, that taking Scripture out of context can damage our credibility when trying to advance the gospel? 
I'm not entirely sure what you mean by well, that. I know Confirms what you're saying. Phenomenal. Here's what I'm saying. I believe this person does not believe in a young earth. He believes in an ancient earth. Yeah. He says science shows that the earth is millions of years old, mm. and uh, some of you talk about a young earth. Is it good to take scripture out of context to prove your point? Hmm. Well, taking scripture out of context is always dangerous. Let me say that because eventually it, when you pull scripture out of context and begin using that to try to prove a point, you will eventually paint yourself into a corner and someone will make you look like an idiot. Um, I did not call anyone an idiot. I'm just saying you will paint yourself into a corner. Um, right. So never, ever. That, that is a, a dangerous. The, the Bible and God do not need your help to prove what God's up to. God does not need your help. Um, now. When it comes to um, it's, a young Earth versus an old Earth, it's not context. See, I think their the terminology they're using there is: Are we taking the the words out of context to try and justify our point when we say that science is something different? I had a little bit of a conversation before I came here with, with a guy who heard me on the radio for the first time last week that I work with, and he's an intellectual. He's not really a a, a faith man of any, but he's more of a scientific mindset. And he said he likes to have intellectual conversations he listened to a religious guy and a scientist debate this very thing and the scientist openly admitted because he was honest that mathematically it is more probable that somebody created than this happened by evolution correct and and so what we are trying to do or should i say what scientists are trying to do is interpret it based off what we see but there's one of these little verses that people overlook in the book of peter first or second peter it says in the last days that the people will be ignorant of the flood and we make the assumption that time and space and dirt and all of these things have gone at the same pace. So with what little bit we can measure, we think, based off our measuring tool, that the Earth is millions or billions of years old. And so I tend to stick with the book that has been right all the way to the coming of the Messiah and his death, burial, and resurrection that tells us that approximately – Using just simple math with the dates and the ages that are given to us in the earth, in the Bible, how long ago this thing happened. So it's not taking it out of a context. It's a matter of interpretation and how we view science versus the word. Right. All right. Before I get to the last question that they had, which I thought was the most important one, by the way, we've got a phone call, and it's Jason in Little Rock. Hi, Jason. How are you? Hey Dave, thanks for taking my call. Who are the two big daddies you got in the? In the got, studio I got today? I got I got Billy Miller here and I got uh, Steve Hess here. Hey, how you doing, Jason? Steve and Billy, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm just uh, watching here on the Facebook Live. A nice looking studio. Got the Trump cardboard cutout in behind <laughs> you there. Yep. John Wayne, Clint Eastwood, all, a lot of real manly men, and that's what I love. <laughs> all right. What's your question? Um. Uh, I mean, God, what that, that shirt you're wearing is nice, too. Sorry, I'm sorry to do this, but I just, you, you guys are nice-looking men, and it ain't too bad to watch you while, while I'm listening, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. You, you got a question? Well, I'm kind of known as, I guess I'm sort of batch. I'm the known as the fat master. I sort of call these shows, and I guess batch off is the correct terminology for it. Okay. So, in other words, you want me to do that. So, you feel good now? What does that mean? It just means that Dropping. he's calling to be hassle, try yeah. to hassle us. Oh. Okay, so 
Okay. Did you enjoy that? I, I hope you did. I hope you had a good time. <laughs> All right, with that, Whatever let's that give me about. back. Now let me get back to the important stuff that you drew me away from, because what you did was not important at all. Uh, what are your suggestions, and I think this is the important question, because we deal with people like this in our lives all the time. Sure. What are your suggestions for having a more constructive dialogue with this family member besides telling him with exasperation to watch the NASA channel? Yeah. That's a good question. Um, delusion is powerful, mm-hmm. um, particularly when delusion um, is based on a deep-seated belief. Yeah. Um, this typically, <clears throat> and I am, I'm going to preface my next statement by saying I am not saying um, the individual you're dealing with is unlearned. But this, I see a lot of this with people who know just enough Bible um, that they are afraid to be challenged on anything. Mm-hmm. They don't know enough to defend their position, but they know just enough that they, they feel like uh, if they truly get into deep waters, their faith could be uh, shaken. Um, so you need to be careful. Um, you don't want to uh, shake the foundation of their faith, but nope. – uh, the Bible itself is pretty clear um, on a whole bunch of these subjects. I would also go uh, to say that the Bible is not a scientific uh, manual. It was God did not write the Bible to teach us how to build our own universe. Uh, he did not uh, write the Bible to teach us how he did the things that he did. Um, he, he did write the Bible to let us know that he's responsible for that uh, and the power and awesomeness that he has and is. Um, So it – I look at those things as, um, okay, I would say to him, okay, the earth is flat. Now what? How does that change? Right, how does that change anything? Because it's a matter of belief because one of the things that – and I've listened to it and I've watched the videos on it and all of that. And I would always I always say to those who are on the extreme view of, of conspiracy theories is, do you have any idea the amount of people it would take? Yeah. If you sat here and listed all the things that are conspiracy theories from chemtrails to flat earth uh, yeah. to yeah. the vaccines to all of it, it would take millions of people sure. to try and accomplish such conspiracy theories. But let's just put that aside for a second. Okay, you're right, Uncle Frank, or whoever it is. The Earth is flat. Now what? Yeah, how does that change? It doesn't matter, except for the fact that everything else and all the evidence that we have says contrary. But what's the point of some of these things? These get us off the focus of the things that we need to be doing. So I'm not sure that you really need to engage. You just say, okay, it's not a fight that needs to be fought, right? That's cool. All right, man. See you. All right. We've got to get a final break in, then we'll come back and finish up this edition of the Bible Guys. Let's talk tongues when we come back here on the Bible Guys. Back with them. We've got the pastors here. We've got Billy Miller. We've got Steve Hess. Scott will be back next week to join us. Uh, make sure you send your questions to BibleGuys at SalemLR.com, or you can call in like... Uh, that idiot called in earlier. <laughs> uh, you know, if you're watching, but he did he did did me a favor. If you're watching on Facebook and yep. watching the show, you can call us. Feel free to call us. Absolutely. You know, we're we're willing to hear from you. All right. Here's our final question: uh, Is it okay for a person to give a word in tongues, even though they don't have the interpretation, or should they just be silent? If there is no interpretation, then who is edified? 
it sounds like they just actually read the scripture. Yeah, because the scriptures say that yeah. that if you do right. not Paul have it, says it right, he says then then to remain silent in the issue. So it's really outside of that. Well, I have something. often seen um, tongue, tongues and interpretation come from two different individuals, right? An individual will provide the message in tongues, and someone else will provide the interpretation. Um, I, I, that is a kind of a normal course of life for me. Uh, I have seen individuals though where someone would. If you've been in a um, deeply spiritually moving service, a lot of times you know you you can feel there's a change in the atmosphere when tongues and interpretation are on their way, and I that that hush comes over the place and tongues comes forth, and typically if you're in a home church and tongues and interpretation are a normal part of your service, then you know. Uh, who has the gift of tongues and who has the gift of interpretation uh, and who is likely to be the one to, to give tongues and who's likely to interpret. And I have seen in instances where someone would give the, the message in tongues and the interpretation was not forthcoming. You kind of look across the room at the guy who would normally give the interpretation and he or she is struggling. Um, and they're, they're obviously wrestling in their spirit with whatever the message is or whether or not they should interpret or whatever. And I've seen instances where the interpretation didn't come forth, even though it was obvious in that moment, there should have been interpretation come forth. So understand that just because the gift of tongues and interpretation exists within a congregation, we're still fleshly, we're mm-hmm. still humans, and we still have the choice whether or not we operate upon those gifts. That's right. And we also got to understand when Paul dealt with that, he was dealing with churches that were not doing tongues correctly. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, everybody's, everybody's talking at one time in different languages that nobody understood. He says, what good does that do yeah. except make people think you're crazy? Right. In in chapter one, I think it's chapter one of Acts, um, when, when the apostles are receiving instructions, they're told to wait until they receive power that they might be witnesses. Those gifts have a purpose. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not to sh- for me to show off the fact that God's chosen me and made me special. Correct. And that's what was going on that Paul was dealing with, is yep. these people were using their gifts to, to puff themselves up. And he went, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 it's, that's not what that's for. Yeah, and I would say you could even, when he's saying to remain silent, it's you could even probably infer there he's going, you better be sure that it's the Holy Ghost. Right. Is probably really what he was alluding to. Yeah, because we know what used to happen to prophets. Yeah. You know, that, well, it kind of goes we back to what we We don't talk about that. Yeah, we, don't, you know? we also don't talk about the, the, the fact of how much we lost the fear of the Lord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and things that we would open our mouth about or say or whatever, so... That's something that definitely needs to be restored. We really have fallen so far over to the, the pendulum, gone the other way as far as uh, the you know the greasy grace mentality. But anyway, yep. that's not. All right. Now, we did not get to one person's questions. Let me promise you that next week you'll be up first. I kind of wanted Scott to be here for this one because I think that he'll like answering this. And it has to deal with a kippah. That's the little hat that Jewish people wear on top of their head. The yarmulke is yep. another name for it. Uh, he had some questions about that. It'd be inter- I'd like to hear what Scott has to say about that. So that, for our friend, and I don't say their names because they don't tell me. Yeah, I use my name. Bottom line is we'll deal with that next week because we're all out of time, guys. All right. Fastest hour in radio. Awesome. Absolutely. It really, really is. Billy, thank you for coming yes, in. Yes, sir. Steve, thanks for you thank coming you. in. You guys got some tough ones today. Yeah, some good and ones. You got some chin music today in baseball. That's the one they throw a fastball right <laughs> underneath your chin. All right, with that all said, we'll be back, or I'll be back with you tomorrow with the Dave Ellswick Show. Should be fun. We'll be doing topics tomorrow, and we'll talk to Joe and Duck. 
Thursday, JR is going to be with us. And Friday, we'll be talking about movies and we're going to look at the spiritual allegory of Godzilla. Hmm. Pretty interesting, I thought. We'll talk about that here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.